When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 112. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the future class of video games, a.k.a. the OK Beast Blessing, Addy Oye Jr. Congrats, Jana Garcia on a marathon. Jana Garcia not here, ladies and gentlemen, not because she got bit by snakes. No, because she ran a marathon, the Los Angeles Marathon. It's a pretty big deal. I don't know if you ever heard of it, everybody. <laughs> All right, that's where the elite go to meet and run. Janet ran it. She completed it, and she was in an ice bath today playing Mario Kart because she took vacation, which was very smart after the fact. Yeah. No, that, I was, it was awesome to see that on the timeline yesterday, right? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, well, it was it was awesome except for the fact that she was like radio silent on it. You know, bless yeah. you. Janet has, you know, Janet loves the social media. Let's just say it. She also oh, hates it, she? probably. She <laughs> loves it, though. She's on Twitter all the time communicating. She's on TikTok all the time making videos. She's out there making the content. So the run-up to the race, nonstop tweets about it. Understandably so. This is a big mm-hmm. deal in her life. And then the day of, I was expecting a way earlier update than we got. And yeah, no, I was waiting for it, too. I was like, oh, yeah, I want to make sure I'm like, texting her to wish her good luck and all that stuff. And then, like, the next tweet I see from her, I think, was her finishing up the thing. And then that's when I, I, I think I misread the tweet and thought that she was starting. So I text her. And then I get a text back and be like, oh, yeah, no, I just finished. And I was like, oh, shit. All right, cool. You did the thing. You're still alive. You're it still ma- here. It makes sense, though, you know? Like, you're getting focused for this, like, really big thing. And we saw her final time, which was, like, five and a half hours or something like that. Like, yeah. you, you want to be focused. Like, you don't in the zone. Be, yeah, you don't want to be, like, goofing around on, on social media leading up to a, a big thing like that, you know? You say that, but when I hosted the Dice Awards, I was on I was on my phone backstage right before, during it, all the time. I didn't care. I don't I mean, know like, the Dice Awards host, is a marathon. I, yeah, I, I don't know if we can compare... Uh, hosting the dice awards to a five and a half i mean half one's physically it was a huge physical exertion on the grandest stage of the all and the other's just running just running through the streets of la yeah you got me there thank I you i definitely i think i could host dice i don't think i could run a marathon <laughs> i was gonna say what do you how long you, right now you and me how long do you whip us into shape you and me get out there and be running uh i mean honestly i the thing that keeps me away from is laziness i think ability wise i could do it i could like train i could do all that stuff but i just don't you have want to I, yeah, I just don't want to, right? I don't have three the desire years. to, I like, get into shape. Take, uh, take you to. You think three, three years? years? Yeah. Now, is that mainly because of Greg? Because for me, I'm like, dude, give me no, a strong, give me a it's one really, year. It's, really, it's you're bringing Greg down. You know? Thank you. Oh, you think so? Yeah, you think yeah, Greg yeah. has the stuff to run America? Well, as Greg, we all know, I'm very weeks. fast in America. I'm very fast in America. I've proven this yeah, against Marathon's Andy. not about speed. About I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that, like, that makes me... You know, the fact that I can outrun Andy Cortez any day of the week in America means that I could then go out and run a marathon, no problem. I'm not saying they're, you know, apples and apples here. They're apples and oranges. But I am saying that I'm I'm more limber than you think. 
If I popped off these jeans right now and I wouldn't put on my running or my Peloton tights, you'd see some. I'd be able to get down. You know. You also I hike feel a lot, like you know. I do hike a lot too. Yeah, yeah my, oh, my, 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 biggest, my, my strongest muscle. I say it take you two cords. weeks, but blessing brings it down to three years. You know. Yeah, I, mean, like, oh, blessing, I definitely don't. Next hike. time you come over, I was gonna, I was thinking about inviting you over for WrestleMania, but next time you come hmm. over, feel my quads and you'll see. Okay, I try. I believe you. I don't think I'm gonna feel your quads. I believe you. I face value. Just putting it out there. You know what I mean. I will. I will say. Well, the record that, show. I didn't order him to feel my quads. <laughs> I offered. Of course. It. Just, you know, I'm not. It's, it's not a boss peer thing. It's just a friend saying to another friend, "Feel my stony, stony." <laughs> Come quads. over to my house and feel my quads. Of course. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no, I don't. Hike. I don't hike, and I don't like outdoor activities. I don't like active activities. If I'm being real, right? And like, who does? That's my thing. Is like, why would you ever put yourself th- through activity? I understand the endorphins. I understand that, like having hobbies is great, but also I can just sit at home and play video games. But I mean, like, you aside from that, a lot though, right? I do. I did used to dance a lot, and that's what I was going to bring up is the fact that growing up, that was my main physical activity is was break dancing and hip hop dance, and I've not done that in years. Partly because like I moved to a new city and I couldn't find a dance community here, and then also a pandemic happened, and so I didn't have dance events to go to. But like that was the one thing because I enjoyed it so much that I did for physical activity, and I don't have that, and so now I'm just like, you know, I'm just uh, not out of shape, but I'm also not in shape if that makes sense. Right, like I'm not letting myself go, but of also course. like if I right now, if you asked me to walk however many miles, I'd be like, no, man, I do not have the stuff right now. It's understandable. Yeah, it's a weird thing working. But out also, activity. like, here's my thing, because I like the idea of me and Greg trying to run a marathon mm-hmm. uh, because Janet, because Janet did it, and we want to make we want to do everything that Janet does, right? And like, I think if we put our minds to it, I think we can make it happen. Here's the thing. Of course, we could. That's not the argument. It's just would we? Would we want to? No. You know what I mean? I let's, let's be frank. Let's be frank. You and me uh-huh. right now could be like, you know what? We're gonna play a few days gone again. Me no. for the second time, you for the first time. And like, but we we tried that once. And we're like, you know what? This isn't fun. We don't want to do it. It would be the same thing with running. We could get out there. We could start training. But eventually, we're gonna be like, this kind of sucks, and I'd rather play video games. If you asked me if if I'd rather run a marathon or play Days Gone, I'd probably say I'd run a marathon. Jeez, well, that's yeah. a bold statement right there. I think I, I if we were doing it for content and we're doing it like, if I was doing it with you, right? Like, uh-huh. hey, we are going to train up for this marathon. We're going to make it happen. I think I would be on board. I don't know how long I'd be on board for. I don't know when I'd quit. I'd probably inevitably quit. <laughs> I was <laughs> going to say, I, so you're not on board then. Like, well, at the very you're least, try at least, but you're not going to make it. I'm down to try. Yeah, I have no promises of making it, but I'd say yes to the idea of it. See, I wouldn't, because I, I know we just no. want to do it. We wouldn't like it, you know? We just want to do it. We should put, I mean, I, I'd rather you and me say we're going to platinum some dumb game together, you know, something co-op related. I guess. Oh, I guess that, yeah, that'd be a fun time. Yeah. Also, you are wearing a shirt that says donuts, which is like, you know, you wear it proudly, team fat. What are you going to do about here? You know what I mean? Like, who am I trying? What am I trying to? Who am I trying to impress? What am I trying to prove out here? That's a good point. There's only so many hours in the day. You got to decide how you uh, you want to maximum out. You know, what do you want to do with them? That's fair. Like Barrett, the would you run a marathon? Right Barrett, would you run a marathon? Oh, he was saying he might have to step away for Lulu. Yeah, he did point. say no, that. No, I wouldn't run a marathon. Which yeah. dis- it, I had to think about it because I appreciate that. I like I, that you you want clear the mind. It's a lot like. At one time after up at noon, I came off a set and there was a guy who had started IGN and I don't remember who it is anymore. He's like sales team or whatever. And he came over and said, Hey, I just started the sales team. Peter I Schneider. was no, 
I, I was one. I was, and I'm trying to do all these cool things. I think I might have an in for you to go skydiving. Do you want to go skydiving? And I went no. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like I, there was no hesitation. I didn't stop to think. My mind was completely blank and clear after the show. And he said that, and I said immediately no. And I was like, yeah. oh, I guess I, I always thought I had, in I had to give some world a, I'd want to skydive. It turned out I did not in I, real world. I had to give it a moment because I feel like it would be disappointing for like my dad and my grandpa and like the ancestry because they're all um, cross country runners. Ah. And so, mm-hmm. like, I, I, I feel like that lineage definitely ended with me. Um, sure. I felt if I had kept up, you know, the the physical prowess that I had back in high school, probably a, a different Barrett Courtney at the age of twenty seven today would have sure. would have said yes. But that's not how things went. We got better things to do right now. Yeah. We're gonna go play video games. You're gonna smoke a cigarette. It's fine. But we're all gonna talk about PlayStation because this, of course, ladies and gentlemen, is PSI Love You XOXO. If you didn't know, each and every week, myself, Blessing, sometimes Janet, the game playing, marathon running, Janet Garcia, uh, get together and talk about PlayStation. Uh, if you like that, of course, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where usually you can watch us record the show live. Today we have an embargo, so we can't. Uh, of course, always on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can write in with your questions, comments, concerns. You can get the show ad free and you can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every week. And I don't, I don't say it often, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I'm Greg Miller. I shoot straight from the hip. I tell you what's up. I'm honest. Everybody loves me for that. I'm, I'm known as America's honest Dave. This is an episode that you want the post show for. All oh, right. God. Cause oh, it's God. rare that I prepare a segment, oh, but if you scroll all the way to the bottom, what do you see for post show in big old hyperlink text? America's favorite quiz show. It's just blessing on a quiz show all by himself. Mr. Bless who I have the quiz show for you. What is this? Did you prepare the a quiz show for you? The quiz oh, no, no, okay. no. I, it's, it's America's favorite quiz show. I don't want to reveal the name of it, which I must say is quite good. But oh, if no. I revealed it ahead of time, you'd have time to prepare. And this is another one. You need to, we need, this is, I really want to know how much you know about this, this subject. All right. I want to know. I'm so scared of what this just is. Just out of the blocks, what you know about this. At the very end, I'll reveal it as we go to the post show so people on the live show know what, or the real show know what it is. And then you can come to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to see it. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. There's plenty of free ways to support kind of funny. Uh, first, you could, of course, on the Epic Game Store, use the creator code kind of funny. That's right. If you're making a purchase on the Epic Game Store, you can put in the creator code kind of funny, earn us a couple bucks. You might say, I only play on PlayStation. Well, no big deal. If you're playing Fortnite, Rocky League, or Fall Guys on PlayStation, you can use the Epic Creator Code kind of funny there and earn us a few dollars and cents however if you don't want to do that totally understandable you can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe each and every week every tuesday you get a brand new episode of ps i love you xoxo there of course you can't write in you can't be a patreon producer you can't catch the post show you can't you have to get the ads and that's pretty much all of it but you still get a great show and have a good time. No matter where you get the show, thank you for your support. Consider like, subscribe, sharing, and rating, and all that jazz. Some housekeeping for you before we get into the main thrust of the episode. Uh, the Ghostwire Tokyo Review is now live on the Kind of Funny Gamescast. It is myself, Blessing, and Snowbike Mike. Uh, me and Mike both beat uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, both of us think it's a three out of five. You can go get our full review over there to find out why we think it's an okay game, but not a great game. And I'm sure I'll talk about it a bit here if we make it to what you've been playing. Uh, of course, and then number two on housekeeping was congratulate Janet on the marathon. Uh, I put it in here, of course, for us to congratulate, which we already have, but you need to congratulate Janet as well. Go to twitter.com slash gameonesis. Uh, drop her a congratulatory thing there and maybe tell her, you know, Check out this post show. See Blessing finally get a taste of his own medicine. You know what I mean? Come on. It's going to be great. I am so scared of whatever this is. Also, can I say that our pregnant pause we did earlier is one of our best. That was a fantastic one. Everybody's on board with the pregnant pauses lately. You know what I mean? It's an old bit that we've brought back. 
just to make the audio listeners, I know you think you're forgotten all the time. You know, we're going to watch a trailer for topic of the show. You, you've forgotten. But now you get to actually, you know, that's us telling you we remember you and we want you to look at your phones. Did your phone screw up? Did the podcast get uploaded wrong? No, it's just us messing with you. Because it, Honestly, it's the worst because I do have the glitch on uh, my Spotify app where things will cut out and like my um the bar will still keep going for like the, uh, the, no, the timeline no, 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 and so like it'll still keep counting and i'm like all right is this a glitch in the song that i'm listening to or is spotify just bugging out and so i know somebody probably has the same thing and they looked at their oh, phone yeah, and they're like yeah they're like oh it's still counting oh it's probably just spotify and then they hear you they hear you come back in and they're like ah oh, fuck he got me he really got me yeah. remember whenever we get you with a pregnant pause ladies and gentlemen you need to tweet at me and blessing let us know because we like to know and you can just no, say tweet it, pregnant pause work just tweet blessing just tweet blessing then that's fine in fact, maybe in the post show, I'll give up Blessing's phone number. You can text him. Uh, if you want to hear that post show, you should be like our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire, Fargo Brady, Pranksky, Dan, Golden Spider B, Tyler Ross, Delaney Twinning, First Responder, and the Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, James Hastings, Casey Andrew. Of course, you could also be like our sponsors and support them. That's Cuts Clothing, Lumen Skin, and Honey, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with topic of the show. Blessing, it's a big day. It is. This only happens three, maybe four times in a lifetime. But there's a brand new Ghostbusters game coming out. It's Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. It has been officially announced. This is the game from Ilphonic, if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen. The creators of Friday the 13th, Predator Hunting Grounds. This game had kind of made the rounds in KFGD news before. Where, like, the founder, CEO, I don't know, not, not even somebody who, like, makes the games, but somebody who owns it, but, like, owns part of Ilphonic or whatever, was on a, like, I think a, a, a radio show, because he's, a, I think, a rap artist, and then he said that they were working on a Ghostbusters game, and everybody's like, what, no, are you? No, and nobody knew about it, and then Ernie Hudson, after, during Ghostbuster Afterlife stuff, it said, oh, yeah, we're working on a new video game, uh, you know, I just recorded my lines, and people, or got the script, and people were like, what is that? Is that the same thing from the Ilphonic thing? And it turns out it was all the thing. It's Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. Now, What's exciting about this is uh, many, many things, Blessing. Number one, I don't know if you know I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. Are you aware of this, Blessing? I mean, I am looking at your room all lit up in green, and then also the Proton Pack you have in the back left corner of your room. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I do know this. I do know this about you. Trap over here, too. I thought Andy was the big Ghostbusters one. fan. Don't do that to me, Barrett. Not today. All right? Not on today of all days. All right? Please don't do that to me. So number one, it's just a big deal for me that there's the Ghostbusters team. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's a big deal for me that it's Ilphonic. If you don't remember, I was obsessed with Friday the 13th and made you all play a lot of Predator Hunting Grounds as well. Uh, so I, it's a, I, a developer that is uh, makes a lot of fun experiences that I really, really enjoy, uh, despite the usual bugs. But we want to talk about that because they actually talk about that in their preview thing. I've played Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. Uh, I didn't expect the embargo to drop right now. Uh, I went and played it at GDC today, uh, Monday. That's why this show isn't live is because then we find out the embargo for this is going to be tomorrow morning. Uh, well, 6 a.m. when you're listening to this, if everything went right. Jeez, I hate when I say stuff like that because then I out the fact if it was early, I screwed up the embargo. Uh, anyways, though, uh, the <laughs> Spirits Unleashed's embargo is popping today. And then the other thing that's exciting about it, uh, blessing out of you, Junior, mm-hmm. is that I'm in this game. I'm going to be a voice in this game. Oh. I know. You want to talk about a lifelong dream coming true or whatever. I'm going to be in Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. I can't reveal the role yet. I'm co-starring alongside the one, the only, Rahul Kohli. Rahul Kohli oh, also going to be in this game. And of course, uh, uh, Ernie Hudson in here reprising his role as uh, Winston Zeddemore, and then Dan Aykroyd uh, being Ray Stance, of course. And so 
There's a lot to get into about this game, but I wanted all that at the very front. So, you know, number one, I'm Greg Miller. And if you're new to the show for some reason, I'm already completely in the tank for Ghostbusters, which could go one of the one, one of two ways for you, where I'm totally hard on the game, like I was Sanctum of Slime, which was a terrible Ghostbusters game, or maybe I'm too nice to a game, or I like Ghostbusters too much for it. But then also, I'm in the game. So you can take my opinion with a grain of salt. However, if you're one of the people who watch PS I Love You every week, I'm pretty sure you know at this point that I would call it like I see it no matter what's going on with it. And I haven't recorded my lines, so I don't even know what the script's like. I just know that I in the game and we're doing the thing and that's been i've seen my character from long before i ever played the game however all that said barrett you have the trailer blessing you have not watched the debut trailer yet right no i've not this will be posting at 6 a.m alongside uh well as long as nobody leaks it you know that happens all the time alongside uh ps i love you so we're gonna watch it here if you're an audio listener i think it's pretty good audio wise you you should double back obviously to see what the game is but it's not you're not gonna have a boring minute and a half but it is a minute and a half of us listening and watching the trailer but i want you to watch it bless i want your opinion i want to talk about this game uh multiplayer the ghostbusters aspect everything yeah we saved the world a few times. But between that, we provided a needed service to the masses. That's where you come in. We're passing the torch, or better yet, passing the particle thrower, giving you the tools. Now let's see if you have the talent. Our style looks really good. Yeah, right? Keep your head up and your equipment charged. We're a team working together to watch each other's back. Now I know you're still a ghost-busting trainee, but there's much more here than meets the eye. Take a look at this. You have the chance to see firsthand what exists on the other side. <laughs> Catching ghosts is only the half of it. Oh, interesting. So you want to play it's as a ghost. It's a beat ghost if you're an audio listener. It's like 4v1 8th vegetable multiplayer, it looks like. I'd like yep. to see you try to take on my team. So let me give you... Uh, and apparently, if you want to just loop the trailer or whatever you want to do, you know, you're, you're a producer, I'll leave it to you. Uh, from the top of the press release, Ghostbuster Spirits Unleashed... The, Ghostbusters, Spirits Unleashed, the 4v1 Hunter Haunt supernaturally charged video game from the asymmetrical multiplayer expert that Ilphonic rolls out the Ecto-1 in Q4 2022 on PC for Epic Game Store, PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X slash S, and Xbox One. Uh, what is important from the top is that it is cross-play. It is everywhere, so you don't need to worry about it. It's You know, you can play with people on PC, you can play with Xbox, you can do whatever you want to. It's all there. And the other thing about it is, obviously, 4v1, they're calling it right there. I think one of the big things about this is that they have learned from, I think, the, not failings, but the stalling blocks people had for Predator and for Friday the 13th, and that you can play it single player if you want to. You can go in and you can, really? be, you can be a ghost against four AI Ghostbusters. You can be one uh, human Ghostbuster with three AI companions against an AI ghost. Like, that's completely supported in this, and they want it to be that way. And that, for me, was the biggest thing of, you know, sitting down to talk to the team today and get the demo and hear them, you know, with their sales pitch and actually where we are and fleshed out with the game about it that really stood out for me, Bless, is mm-hmm. the fact that I really do feel, you know, you talked to the, the beginning or during it, like you like the art style. Again, I'm a big Ilphonic fan. I r- love Friday the 13th. I enjoyed Predator Hunting Grounds. Both of those games, plenty of jank in them. Both of those games, rough around the edges. Both of those games, 
have a litany of server connection problems and yada, yada, yada stuff. The core gameplay was fun. We had fun with that, but I think we always called it down the, down the middle of what it was. For me so far, and I'm playing on, obviously, PCs, demo PCs at that, uh, this is the best-looking game they've ever done and the best-running game. Now, again, I usually play on PC and stuff. So, or I'm, I usually play on PlayStation, not on PC and stuff. So I'm playing on a PC now. Who knows what it'll run like on a PlayStation 5. But I was impressed with how it looked and how it ran, but more importantly, how they talked about it. Uh, one of the things they kept coming back to and they put in their press or one of their things was easy to pick up in a, in a fun to master game experience. And I know everybody says that bless, obviously that's the goal of any video game, anything that you're going to play with your friends. Right. But it was the fact that they talked a lot about our let's play with Jason Muse. Do you remember this when Jason Muse played predator with us? I do not. I do not remember this. Honestly. It was one of our streams for Predator so many that, times. Yeah, yeah was, <laughs> Muse popped in to play Predator with us, and we were having a great time. And when he was Predator, he was in there and he was having a lot of fun. And then we beat the living fuck out of him. You know what I uh-huh. mean? And what Elphonic was talking to me today about is like they were watching that and they were so they were so upset to see him demoralized that way. To the point of like when it was over, like, do you want to be Predator again? He's like, no, no, I, I'm I don't want to do that. I don't want to yeah. be a part of that. And so they're trying to come at this game in a way that. The stakes aren't lower, but it's more forgiving in terms of, hey, how do you want you want to get in there and learn how to be a ghost or a ghostbuster? You can do that and not feel like you've let down the entire team. You failed the entire uh, operation. And one of their things was talking about was, you know, trying to make tr- trying and like their goal is to have matchmaking be so incredibly quick. The fact that they want matches to be seven to 10 minutes a piece. So like they are quick. They are fast. They're not like Friday 13th was an investment of time predator could go either way on what you're doing right they want these to be that you are jumping in and it'll even if there's people aren't ready to go it will kick you in with the ai to get you rolling and then backfill the slots so that when your game finishes you can immediately roll into a game with people and have that ready to go that way and then it's this idea of like you know i'm talking about the demoralization demoralization of jason muse right that's how they've gone in and played the ghostbusters and ghost sides of this game where the objective here obviously is if you're a ghostbuster to catch the ghost right you go like i got to play i played two different the only map i played i should say is the museum map right there's a couple other you see go through that but the idea is that there's this museum there's a ghost that's haunting it who would be a player obviously uh when you go in there as the ghostbuster your idea you're obviously out to catch the ghost the ghost is out to haunt the entire place which means scare all the civilians to 100 percent. as you'll see sometimes i don't know if you see it here but in some of the uh, b-roll you would see scare it to 100 percent and then like hold that for amount of time before the mm-hmm. ghostbusters can capture you and you win kind of thing the idea being that it, as a ghost you have these things called rifts to the other side and so you are putting down these portals, which kind of act as your extra lives. So for the museum, the ghost has three rifts to drop. And so as a ghostbuster, you're going around trying to capture the ghost, but you're also looking for those rifts. If you break up all the rifts, you blow up all three of them. Then the next time you catch the ghost, it's game over. But if you like, but if there, as long as there's a rift open, if you capture the ghost, the ghost will come back through the rift. That way that if you are dropping in for the first time and don't know how to be the ghost, or you want to try some kind of, you know, crazy uh, move or strategy, you can respawn and come back to it. And so I'm throwing a lot of information at you, Bless. But I'm mm-hmm. I wasn't excited to be the ghost. My fantasy is to be the Ghostbuster. And after, at the end of my first match of being the ghost, I was like, oh shit, I get it. And I'm actually okay. into this and I actually want to do this. That was giving me my first question is like when you first picked up a controller, did it make sense? Did you get it? Because I, I know for me when I first played Predator Hunting, Hunting Grounds, that was kind of the big hiccup I had when I uh, was playing on day one where they throw you in, you are the um uh I guess the hunters, predator. the not the non-predator. You're like the one of the, oh, the army. You're the, the fire team. 
yeah, you're the fire team, right? And you're like going on on the hunt for the predator as he's hunting you. Um, and like I remember being like, okay, what the fuck am I doing? Because it is a thing of you can go and do objectives, you can like pay attention to the predator. The uh, the objectives are different from camp to camp, right? And like yeah. there's certain systems around like getting ammo, getting guns, getting the material you need, and all that stuff. It felt like there was a lot going on. Uh, does Ghostbusters? in that first instance, does it have as much going on or does it feel a bit more pared down to be more simple? It's not nearly as much going on as being Predator, either the hunt, the fire team or the ghosts. I do think for ghosts, there was that learning curve. It took me an entire match, like I said, where at the very end, that it was kind of like a light bulb of like, oh, okay. Because like the portal thing, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just the way it was explained to me by the demo or whatever at the time, didn't feel crystal clear on what that was exactly. But then as I'm playing the thing and I see the civilians and I scare the civilians and then that moves and then the Ghostbusters, you know, run over and they're they're finding the portals and blowing those up. I can, you know, pick up a portal and I can move it and I can tuck it away in corners. And like one of the things I love about this game and I think could sound like a turnoff to people, but I do think will actually work for what kind of game they're building here for the Ghostbusters for being a Ghostbuster is the minutia of it. And I don't mean the minutiae in the way you were just talking of like mm-hmm. fire team and predator. You can go do the objective. You can do this thing. There's a side objective over there. What about this Friday the 13th? Do you want to work together? Do you want to run to the hills? Do you want to get the, the car up and running, but you need the gas, but you need the, like not that kind of thing. The fact that when you start this as the Ghostbusters, right, is you walking into the museum and then it's like, okay, cool. Bust out your PKE meters. And you have to break out your PKE meters, right? And do the hot and cold, like try to find the ghost and have it go that way, right? And this also will tell you where the rifts are too. Like you have to actually do the Ghostbuster side of the investigation of where is the creature? Where is this? And you know, the maps are, or the map I'm playing is fairly big. Like it's a museum with a lot of different rooms. So it was like, I'm in a room with nothing, but then I hear the other Ghostbusters busting and like, you know, there'll be a call out of, or it's over by the big dinosaur. It's over in the Gozer exhibit, something like that. And Mm -hmm. if you eventually learn the map, you can run to it, right? But it is that idea of there's all these different things in there that are layered in a way that the only objective as a Ghostbuster, right, is to beat the ghost, which comes down to, you know, capturing it and also blowing up the rifts, right, which I think is a way simpler thing from before. But as you see going through for the PKEs, right, that's it's follow that. Um, I appreciate that there is an actual sense of teamwork here. And again, you can play a single player and I'll be interested to see how the AI actually wraps their head around it. But you know, you see a ghost, right? And like, if you watch the movies, and I know I've watched a lot of movies, right? Uh, one of the things is it is a team effort, the Ghostbusters, right? Like it always is them working together to wrangle a ghost, no matter how big or small for the most part. And so one of the things here is that when you throw the neutrona one, right? When you throw your proton particle stream and you capture the ghost, if you've captured the ghost and you don't have the trap out, like you have to cut your stream to throw the trap out which again is minutia and sounds I think to some like a detriment, but to me as a like trying to role play a ghostbuster, it makes sense that you can't take both hands off. You can't take one hand off of a firing uh, particle throw, right. To then get your trap. So you have to have that out or be like the movies, right. Call for a trap, call for your friend to put out the trap. And then when you do that, like there's, um, there's a like not a mini game to them, but there is like battery power on them, right. They charge up when they're not in use. So you can't just throw it on your traps and leave them out forever. You also have to pick up your traps. So you throw out your trap and the ghost runs away. You have to scoop up your trap rather than run after it and get over there, which, of course, I did and other players did. So you get over there and be like, oh, no, he's got a trap. God, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. there's that not bumbling thing to it, but there is like a fun science to it of when it isn't working or like when there are these little things of like you actually have to communicate and act like a team. And sure, 
as I got more and more confident being a buster with more and more games, there was the idea of like, I am all alone. I see the ghost. I'm going to throw the trap out and hope, you know, I throw out the trap and then try to wrangle the ghost and get it over here. But then of course there's, you know, you can overheat your pack. And one of the things is you're doing, uh, playing the game, right. Is that for ghosts and ghostbusters, you are leveling up, you are getting better uh, cosmetics and equipment stuff. Go ahead, sorry. And I, I was going to ask, I think I was going to lead into my next thing, which is like, what is changing match to match? Cause I know for, predators and like to some extent like even friday the 13th but predators specifically right you can choose between different classes of predator and you have different abilities and for the uh the fire team you have different guns and different uh perks and different stuff that you can equip that'll make each match feel different along with different maps and different things like that for ghostbusters do they have a similar level of before you go into a match you are equipping a certain class of buster or you are picking a certain type of ghost that's that you're going to run this round and does that change things very dynamically match to match i can only speak to what they've said i haven't seen all that play out but yes, to what you're saying. For a ghost, as you play and you level up, you unlock different versions. So as you start, you're the little, uh, I, and I don't want to speak out of turn here and get eaten alive by the comments. The guy who looks like Slimer, you're a little Slimer. I don't think you are uh. Slimer, but you're the green guy you saw in the beginning. That's who I played as and ran around and did my business with, right? And he has three abilities at the bottom, which are generate some minions, do this like tornado kind of if you get surrounded, and then slime people. And that's like special abilities that take time to recharge. Also, mm-hmm. there's a like he has a little stamina bar that's called ectoplasm. That's what you're using to uh, haunt the place, right? Scare the civilians, fly faster. It's stamina, so it's like stuff like that in terms of where you're running around. But as you see, like these bigger versions of ghosts, that's I think is your unlike. Maybe it's the purple guy. Actually, I was I mean, now it's my head's playing trick with something. Maybe it was a purple ghost. But like, there's a basic ghost you start off as that you fly around and do it, and then you unlock these different forms as you go. And then I th- I assume they come with different moves different abilities and things of that of that nature right and then for ghostbusters yeah it's the same thing of uh when you go there's an a there's an equipment uh, uh desk you can go out and build your loadout and so your pack's completely customizable maybe you were maybe it was just a slimmer uh and you go through and you can change up your the the cosmetics of your pack but i also think they give you bu- uh, bu- buffs Don't, i could be wrong but i also think they give you buffs in terms of like hey is this going to you know make your pack overheat slower faster i think you know there's pke enhancements of like you know hey does this find it quicker get around that i'm pretty sure on that but yeah there isn't a bit there is this thing of going through and leveling up the pack but also unlocking a bunch of cosmetics and stuff like that it's funny because like as, as you describe it as like um barrett shows gameplay it reminds me a little bit of phasmophobia but like very different right. in the way that phasmophobia is technically i guess ghost hunting you're or ghost busting uh ghost hunting right where you are you arrive at a house and it is you have a bunch of tools uh in your van outside and you are um, talking to your teammates, trying to figure out what tools to bring in to try and figure out what type of ghost you're hunting and then like where the ghost ghost is and then eventually how to like, I forget if you actually capture the ghost or not in Phasmophobia, but I, you, you are essentially trying to solve things via the equipment that you have and that they give you. Is there any level of, hey, like uh, we got to figure out what ghost this is before we capture it in, in uh, fr- not Friday for the team, Ghostbusters? <laughs> not that I've seen. That doesn't seem to be a part of it. But again, I only okay. played as the one ghost, so I'm not sure if it, and it only went up against the one ghost. I don't know if it, it would change. I think it would, if anything, be maybe a conversation from between the players of knowing, you know, gotcha. what the special moves are for that ghost or whatever. But then there's a bunch of stuff in it. Like, again, like I, there's the super moves, but then there's like the basic stuff the ghost can do, which is like, you know, uh, you can uh, possess items and like use them to throw the Ghostbusters off your trail. Like one of the things I did is like, you know, I'm chasing the ghost and he went around the corner and I came around and like you can go inside of things to hide similar to phasmophobia, right? Which mm-hmm. recharges your stamina quicker as a ghost. Uh, but you can also then possess items. So like a trash can started hopping away and I gave chase to the trash can and at the very end, you know, and I zapped it and 
busted it to pieces that my the character my ghostbuster character was like uh what was it fooled by a ghost how de- how demoralizing or how you know how disorienting or something like that and it was like okay yeah like i can see where that would be a move that you're doing to you know get them off your trail right there it is this there's this hide and seek mechanic to it both of hiding the rifts and then trying to haunt the entire place without getting caught as you run around and do it gotcha you also mentioned like you talk about the art style right and how this looks like it is going to be the best looking ilfana game that we've seen thus far and like mm-hmm. we talk about the jankiness of um uh friday the 13th and of predator hunting grounds and like even i've played a lot of um the early access for arcade again which sure. one it seems that's like another ilfana game yeah we have another we ilfana game. no one talks about it but yeah that's another one. yeah <laughs> and like it's supposed to come out i think in full this year but like one they're working on a lot of stuff and so it's really impressive that they're announcing this and it's coming out later this year yeah q4 is what they say Q4, yeah, but also, like, impressive that it seems like they're getting better and their stuff is getting more polished. Like, did it seem like, it, like, like I guess, fidelity-wise, right? Like, did it look beautiful in that regard? Did it look like a PS5 game? Does it does it show, like, something that feels like it is doing something really dope technically? Or is it mainly the art style that feels like it's it's carrying it forward? I would say it it's hard to say, and I don't want to go speak out of turn because I'm playing on a PC with high specs and all that jazz. I would say it looked gorgeous. And I would say what was interesting for me was the lighting effects. Because as you're going through, obviously there's this giant museum that you can see through like archways, other sides of it. And there would be times where I would see, you know, what looked to be the hue of a, a, a Ghostbuster using his proton pack, right? And I was like, oh, something's happening over there. That's where the ghost is. And I put down my PKE meter and run over there, right? But instead it was just, the ghost had haunted that area and made the area purple. And so it was like all of a sudden, like the light refracting over there wasn't actually what I thought it was. And so there was that kind of thing. And it was too that like, there's all these visual clues as you go through, or not visual clues, cues mm-hmm. of how haunted the area is based on how it looks. Like the the environment is changing as the ghost haunts that section of the museum and gets rid of the civilians and does that kind of thing. And so there's that level to it. I think it looks great. I think the effects look great. I, you know, is it like, does it scream at me ps5 game like horizon no but it screams at me like a really good looking game and again running on pc and everything else a game that is like looking better than what ilfox put out before gotcha i'm playing as predator in in in, uh, hunting grounds right like one of the things that i didn't like as much was i felt like when i was playing as predator i wasn't playing the the met for experience in some ways where like playing as the as the fire team right it's first person it's just a first person shooter and you're going through and doing the objectives and like it didn't it, it felt janky in some ways but it didn't feel like a shoehorned like i am not supposed to play this sort of thing whereas like playing as predator even though they had a lot of mechanics that worked around as predator it being third person and like doing some of the uh actions like jumping into a tree and all these things felt very like um i don't know like stiff in a way that Almost sure. felt like if you were playing as Predator, almost felt like playing a cheat code in, a, in another game, if that makes sense. Yeah. How does playing as a ghost in this game feel like? Does it feel like a meant for experience? Meant for? Yeah, as in like, it, you don't feel like you are, I guess, like playing a different game as a ghost, right? Like, does it, does it oh, feel Oh, no, 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 no. I, think, I feel like the limitations of the ghost are similar to the limitations of the Ghostbusters. Like, I felt as a ghost, it was easier to get away. I think maybe, fly, and this is always so hard to say off of like what a like three or four games right i felt mm-hmm. flying felt a little clunkier but i think it might just be me me having to get used to it kind of thing but like there i i felt as a ghost i felt empowered to be able to get away like i felt like i could do my thing and then snake past the ghostbusters real quick with my speed burst right and then get vertical and like just you know tuck nip and tuck around corners of like beams and stuff to get to break line of sight to break where they could shoot me with the proton blasters right and it was that thing of like 
when there was a lot of them, that was when it was really heightened of like, oh shit, I could be in a lot of trouble here, right? Like I can't get caught here. And if I do, then I'm going to be, I'd be busted, which happened quite a bit. But then there was other times, right? Where like that final couple, the final round of the, the, or the final life, I guess, of the, my first time being a ghost and my second match, like was a lot more cat and mouse where it was that, you know, once you haunt the entire place, then there's a timer, like a countdown of like, all right, I think it's like maybe 90 seconds or whatever. But like, this is how long the Ghostbusters have to catch you until it's a you've won the entire game, right? And so there was this thing of like dodging, ducking, diving, getting away from all of them. And then I ran to like the food court and possessed a chair and just sat there. And like I sat in the chair. So then it was, I could hear them. Obviously, we're all in the same room kind of thing. So I could hear them like pandemonium, all their PKE meters at them trying to figure out which way I went and trying to come in like, you know, it's like that bead of sweat as I watch the time click down and like they're getting closer and I don't know if they're actually going to catch up to me and they're actually going to find me or whatever. Like there's that level to it. And again, this is me jumping in playing the developers. Right. And so again, to that thing they said at the top of, you know, fun to play, whatever, easy to, you know, easy to play and difficult to master, but they didn't say difficult. Mm -hmm. They said something different. Fun to master. Like there's that level of it of like, when I finished, even though clearly I didn't have my, you know, the, my ghost legs all the way through, right? Like I didn't understand fully what a few different things. And I, I want to get back in there. I wanted to get back in there. It wasn't the demoralizing. Felt like you're getting the hang of it. Exactly. And it was also like, you know, I could easily see this being, I'm only going to play Ghostbusters or I'm only going to play Go- Ghost, right? But for me, uh-huh. I could easily see this game being, I'm only going to play Ghostbusters. Uh, but here I, I would like to be the ghost. Like I'd be down to play the ghost and jump into random matches and see what you can do and stuff. How are the tie-ins? Like, were there are there any specific references that they make? And I know you, as a preview, you probably don't get like a lot of what they're doing in terms of fan service and stuff. But like, were there things already in there that you could tell? Like, oh shit, they're referencing the specific thing from this. Specific oh my movie god, dude, totally. Really cool. No, that was like my, my first question when uh, the project I got approached about the project and even seeing this thing. Like, right, like the idea here is that this picks up after Ghostbusters Afterlife. Like, mm-hmm. now it picks up with after Ghostbusters Afterlife, but it is their game. It is their thing. So like anything they do in this game is up to uh, uh, Ghost Core, right? Jason Reitman and um, uh, Gil, what's his last name? Uh, Jason and Gil, doesn't matter. Jason Jason Reitman and his partner Gil at Ghost Core, how much they actually want to take into it, how much they actually want to do with it in terms of whatever. But the idea here is that at the, spoilers for the end of Ghostbusters Afterlife, you know, uh, Winston reopens the firehouse and brings back in the Ecto-1 and kind of reopens the Ghostbusters. And so this is like picking up from there of like, all right, cool, the Ghostbusters are back, they need new recruits and you're joining the team. And so, let alone the fact that Winston's there and is, you know, uh, as you saw in the trailer, right, his businessman outfit. Uh, it's then the firehouse. Like, it, you know, I mean, like, I'm a huge dork, as you know, for all this shit. So, like, going over to the ghost before Ghostbusters closets to gear up, to, you know, open the door and put on my outfit and go through and, like, even right now with a level one character have the option of, like, and I don't know if this will be at launch, right? But, like, do you want the elbow pads? Do you not want the elbow pads? Do you want it to be the, you know, uh, navy blue suits or do you want it to be the tan gray suits? Do you, like, what do you want? Like, to go through on that level, yeah, right there. Thank you so much. Bear killing with the B-roll uh, is amazing, let alone then to jump to when you're over there customizing your equipment and making what you know again i haven't seen that in depth of what you want your proton pack to be and what you want your thrower to be and what you want your pke to be but like you know putting on glasses and doing all that and then of course to go upstairs like you can you free roam in between missions you free roam the firehouse 
And so you're walking around, there's NPCs there that are like, I think mission givers and uh, challenge givers and stuff like that. Cause challenges will unlock different uh, equipment and different outfit items and stuff like that. But I couldn't talk to them for this uh, demo or whatever. And then you go down the basement and you know, the, the containment units there and you go upstairs and there's the arcade and like the uh, test area where you mess with all your stuff. Then though, the one thing Barrett showed there in terms of like, you know, uh, tie-ins in the movies or whatever is Ray, Ray's a cult bookshop, like in this universe or whatever, it's right next to the firehouse. And so you, can walk through basically the side door of the firehouse. And I think in the very beginning, if you wanted to bear, they show uh, the firehouse with the, you can actually see it next to it. It's just one of those, if you blink and you miss it kind of things, or if you weren't looking for it, but you go through the firehouse, there you go through the firehouse, through that alleyway and into Ray's uh, bookshop. And that's where you can talk to Dan Aykroyd and you can go, you open up Tobin's spirit guide and that'll project you into the ghost world where you can mess with your ghost loadout and what you want your ghost to be. Oh, or shit. I, I, I assume that's where you'd enter into your ghost. Uh, if you're going to ch- play the game as the ghost, that's where you'd enter into it and stuff. Wait, so it has like an explorable hub area they can walk around in. 100%. Yeah. And you talked, well, that's the thing about it too that I guess I, I buried the lead on. Sorry, there's so much to talk about and not clearly I'm so excited. Is that so Predator and Friday the 13th, right? Both asymmetrical games. Uh, for sure, Predator, you were you know un- you were getting XP or whatever and unlocking new ability, new items and stuff to go use and whatever. Ghostbusters, that's happening in the Firehouse Hub world, but there is a story actually happening. Like there is, it's uh, there is a single player story mode thing that's happening inside of it. And again, you can mm-hmm. play with other people, you can play it by yourself, but it is that you come back and as you're completing objectives or whatever it is, whatever the you know the. A gatekeeping thing is no pun intended then the next part of the story plays out and so it isn't that you're just getting ernie hudson and uh dan Aykroyd, you know spouting like welcome to the team ghostbusters are oh there's this thing going like there's a narrative they're telling you for what's happening in the game so are it isn't playing, or can you play it offline yeah okay that's I double checked on that yeah, yeah 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 you can play it offline they said so you can go through and do that play it with the ai if you want to they they seemed unclear at least the demo or i was doing in terms of like playing offline if it's then stores your stuff locally because obviously there's a server thing going on with it or whatever and then it, mm. when you would ping online if that's where it would I don't, I don't know that kind of thing but they did say you can play offline so even, even if i guess even if you didn't want to play offline offline you can just play with ai the entire way through like you could check that box and go through and mm. never have to worry about it but if you're worried about an always online connection I, they seemed at least the person i was talking to seemed a little iffy on it so yeah whatever i mean that's, that's nice that like at the very least like if there's that the server's down or if you just can't find a match for whatever reason like and you still want to play the game it's nice to be able to get in there and get a match in well with I, honestly that's i mean one of the things i think is again again them learning from their mistakes the jason Mew story right is the fact that you can go practice like I, and i know oh, that yeah. sounds stupid but it is that thing of like learning the rules did, and stuff sometimes it did suck i mean like you can go watch our predator let's plays where we pass it to anybody but i'm gonna call out that time we passed it to nick and then it was like, all right, cool. We've all mudded up and we start running. We turn a corner and Nick's on the ground. We're like, get up. Just fucking kill Nick. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's that shit sucks. So like to get in there, like, especially when you unlock a new ghost and you want to go screw around with it. Right. Or what, what I'm going to want to do is like, not, not, I want to work with people and I want to call stuff out, but I also want to get into the rhythm of like, all right, if I threw down the trap and then I got the ghost, like, what do I need to be pulling in what direction and that kind of thing? Like I'm going to go pro in this game. Yeah. Like you want to get like, good. Yeah, exactly. Which is a terrifying yeah. thought. <laughs> Yeah, and so I'm looking at my notes here. So for the single player mode that, or single single mode, and that's again being loose because it's all one thing, right? It's the progression in rank. So as you rank up, you get the different story beats, and then as you rank up, you unlock the different ghosts and change uh-huh. your Ghostbusters gear around that way. So is for a T rating. Have they talked about like any sort of battle pass or any sort of like? Because it, it sounds like they do have a level up system from that, right? Like that sounds like it's going to be it. But do they have an additional battle pass or anything like that? 
from what they said, no. There's no battle pass in it. This isn't a games as a service. Uh, I don't think you should disqualify DLC eventually, but I don't think they're talking about there's nothing like yeah you know yeah a paid battle pass or anything like that that's all tacked on and that's all in the game level up and get the stuff okay i mean it seems cool like this seems like a, i'm 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 down to try this out with like you and the team because it, it oh, sounds yeah. like it's clearly gonna i'm another... gonna drag you along yeah yeah like you're for sure gonna drag us along but like i'm more excited about this than predator hunting grounds yeah um i think part of that is just like f- from seeing the trailer the trailer looks like it has a cool art style and like the gameplay sounds a bit more polished from what you're talking about compared to the predator hunting grounds like predator hunting grounds i think was fun to fuck around in and it was fun to like one as a way to hang out with y'all but then also like as a all right let's turn our minds off do this objective and then yeah nick shows up out of nowhere and then we have those funny moments of oh shit all right like we all bullied this guy as he was predator or like you know andy's (laughs) really good as predators like having those moments of it uh ghostbusters from what I'm gathering from watching this trailer and from just like I think the evolution of Ophonic, it seems like it's gonna be gonna be a better video game, which excites yeah. me because I think like having having that type of video game be good, I think is exciting because we don't get that many 4v1 asymmetrical multiplayer games that really knock it out the park. Um and Ophonic, they're either I feel like they're one of the few ones that's still doing it. For and you know, not to talk shit about the other games, because clearly, as you know, I, I love them despite their flaws. What yeah. I would say, and what's hard for me to say too, like what is I think a little bit hard because obviously you look at this game, right? And like, keep, keep in mind, this means now I've gotten basically, I would say this game is my dream game, but like Ghostbusters, the video game, which was the third movie at the time was a dream game too. So like I'm getting two different dream games of Ghostbusters here. The thing I would say that makes it hard for me as a Ghostbusters fan, I can only speak from that perspective, is that the game to me versus Friday the 13th versus Predator the Hunting Grounds, and again, from just a few matches that I've played, is more fun. And I don't know what that means for depth necessarily. The story beats, that'll, I think, really flesh it out and what you're doing, unlocking new ghosts, unlocking new equipment, all that jazz. Like, that'll be there. But it's the idea, like you're talking about it, being a more video game video game in the way that this is meant to be fun. This is meant to be that, you know, you get in there and you screw up your first two riffs, but you figure out a good hiding spot for the last one. And that brings it down to the final two minutes. And then you're running up from, you know what I mean? Like, you're running from the ghost. You're doing all these different things. Like, you are in there to have fun and even when you fuck it up you know you want how to fix it next time and not feel like predator hunting grounds where it was that it took forever to load in we finally get in we kill the predator or the predator's way better than us and destroys mm-hmm. us and then you get out you're like well i enjoyed parts of that but like so much of the waiting so much of the ass kicking i didn't enjoy this seems like not lower stakes but more forgiving i guess i think it's more forgiving and more fun when you fuck up too of like i've got them my pack overheated he's getting away you show up late with a trap you know or we're over there doing it and i'm you know I, I got the trap out too slowly or i closed it too early or something to that effect and like there's a bunch of little stuff in there and again like i am the huge ghostbusters dork that like i'm just excited i love the hot and cold game with the pke because even ghostbusters the video game used the pke but it didn't use it like the movies did whereas this is very much like cool you're in a brand new place with you know a human being being a ghost that can put it anywhere go anywhere you know what are you going to do how is that going to play out and i feel like that gives it to of like every match having a different feel of like you know finding hiding spots that work really well and then other ones that won't and then taking that strategy of like i think it's cool of like if y'all bit on this and got into it like i got into it right of having a you know a hey we're gonna play ghostbusters tonight and we're gonna we're gonna go beat the hell out of things you know what i mean like we're gonna go find ghosts online to do it or if we just want to be like i just want to chase an ai and do it and have fun that way or the usual thing of you know me being a a psycho and being the ghost and you guys all trying to find me like i'm impressed with what i've done and i think that is 
first off, take it with a grain of salt because I, like I said, I'm a voice in the game, but whatever. But is saying something based on the fact that I think I have been honest about the shortcomings of Friday the 13th and the shortcomings of Predator Honey Grounds, right? And the fact that, like, again, this is a Ghostbusters game, which, yes, I'm going to be excited for, but I'm also going to have a not more critical eye than the rest of you, but I would call them on their shit if it wasn't looking yeah. accurate. I mean, it's the way that, like, when you care, when you care deeply about something, you see its shortcomings more because you want it to be as excellent as possible. And, like, yeah. I, I think you fall into that camp. And, like, I, I and, like, you know, I think it's really easy to like pick apart and see the stuff that Ilphonic can do better because they are a small studio and like they're the like, thing about it though is improvement and I, in their previous games. Again, you're here on PS I Love You XOXO. I know that I'm talking to uh, kind of funny people who come here because they know who I am and the way I talk to developers. The thing I'd like to call out about this is the fact, of course, they know this. Ilphonic doesn't sit there and go, Predator Hunting Grounds is a perfect game. <laughs> Friday the Teeth was awesome. They say, those games were fun and we fucked up a lot of shit and then we want to be better and we think we're being better with this one and they're really trying. And I think, you know, even the fact that, like, it seems like they learned a lot of lessons about crossplay, I think, out of the box with Predator Hunting Grounds. The fact that they're committing to that and they're like, we're going to have that up and running day one, ready to go. Like, I think that's telling and I think that's cool. Yeah. I emailed them during the show just to do it. Yes, uh, as you level up, your your packs are getting stronger, your traps are getting better battery, or whatever, something to that effect. Your equipment is leveling up as well. That is the thing that as you play and get better, obviously, your equipment's going to get better. That's what you're leveling up. Gotcha. Yeah, and like, I mean, we were talking about Ophonic as a studio and them getting better uh, 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 with their development, right? Like, Arcade Again is a game that I was surprised when I played it, and I was surprised by how much I actually enjoyed it. And like, of course, there was like a lot of room for improvement in that one too, right? When you're talking about um, like adding in more levels, when you're talking about what the progression is going to be, and, and that game was very early access when I played it. But even from just sitting down and playing the few days of it that I did, like I was, I was surprised by how fun the core gameplay loop was. I liked the idea of it being a third-person action roguelite where you are doing co-op and it does take place in this fun arcade setting and like one of the things i did uh notice the most out of it was like the art style and how vibrant it was and For it sure. feels like a it feels like that step up where they are where they jumped into arc arcade again and went for it in art style and now that they're working on friday or not um they're working on i keep wanting to say the other games they're working on ghostbusters <laughs> they're like cool like let's take that like let's take our learnings let's take the way that we leveled up with arcade again no pun intended and then you know, put it into Ghostbusters and make that game look better and hopefully feel better. Because um, arcade again, and I'd say I'd say feels really good to play. Um, yeah, so I'm excited for this. If I had cons or like worries, I would say right. I think that's a better way to put it. Mm. It would be, of course, like I don't know how many maps are in the game or how many it's going to ship with, right? So I don't know if how many there be and if they're going to be diverse enough and if that would be the thing. And then I wonder, since I'm not seeing the story and I'm not seeing the progression, if that'll be enough to lock people in? Because like again, like. I'm 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 very excited for this game and like I'm going to be the guy who's like playing it. I want to level it up. Obviously, I'm gonna to want to platinum it if they don't fuck up their trophy list. Again, I'm still offering to make their trophy list for them. Uh it's the idea that like I don't want it to be that you it's a game you like to play for two or three matches and then bounce off and do something else for your night. You know what I mean? But maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, and that's how I feel about it too, is that it's a cool, you know, start up to the night or a wind down to the night or a cool thing to stream every so often, but not really get all the way invested and do that. And so, like, you know. I think being a Ghostbuster, I think, feels great. They have this, they added in uh, this uh, grappling hook so you can uh, actually traverse a bit quicker because, like, again, it's multi leveled museums. So there's staircases and things, but if I think you had to run all the way over and up the stairs every time, you, the ghost is going to see it. Yeah. They have a grappling hook that, like, doesn't feel stiff, but it, it, I mean, it feels weird to be a Ghostbuster using a grappling hook, but it works for the world they've built, if that makes sense. Again, for this cat and mouse game and chasing each other, I think it works there. And then, yeah, the ghost, like I said, like, I need more time with it. I don't, it didn't feel natural but i don't know how many you know flying games do like you know, you got to figure out how to be a ghost and all this stuff and there's a bunch of different things to you know 
figure out is I've obviously dreamed of being a Ghostbuster my entire life, but never so much about being a ghost. How's the voice acting? I heard they got Greg Miller in it. Uh, he hasn't recorded any lines yet, so we'll see. Okay. It could be one of those things I quietly get replaced because it turns out I'm terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. I, I, and like, this is just how game developing is, right? We're like, there's so much to put together that thing things come later, and you're still able to preview the game. I am surprised though that like you're pre you you're able to preview the game, and there's still voice lines that for a whole character seemingly that like aren't in there. And even though I don't know what character you play, you might just play a civilian, or you could play the main. Hey, character. get out of here, ghost! <laughs> Leave my sandwich alone. That's that's the kind of high quality stuff you'll get from me. Hell yeah! But more news on that one. When we can talk about that part because they want to reveal that in me and Rahul later. But I can say it at the top at least we're there. But I'm stoked. I'm excited. Again, like as a Ghostbuster fan and then a fan of Vilconic, like I think it's gonna be a really good game. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I look so, forward we'll to see. it. We'll have to wait and see. For now, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it's something that's a lot of fun. It's called patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you can ride in to be part of the show. You could be a Patreon producer, you can get the show ad free, you can get it with the exclusive post show featuring America's number one game show today. Uh, for now, though, right now on the show, it would really benefit you not to hear the ads. But guess what, Jack? You're not listening on patreon.com slash games. So here's a word from our sponsor. All right, guys, let's talk about skincare. If your skincare routine is basically you washing your face in the shower with that one shower gel you've been using since high school, then it's time to level up your skincare game. But thanks to Lumen, you can drop that bottle of three-in-one and start using products that actually take care of your skin. All their products aim to help with those stubborn acne scars, under-eye dark circles, wrinkles, sun damage, dry skin, oily skin, and more. Uh, starting with Lumen is easy. All you have to do is take their two-minute quiz on their website, and they'll tell you exactly what routine is best for you based on your skincare needs. Plus, all their products are made using only natural ingredients that actually work. Guys, I swear, skincare shouldn't be that complicated thing we dread doing, and thanks to Lumen, it's simple. It takes you less than 90 seconds of your day. It's easy, and you'll have skin as smooth as Kevin Coelho's shaved cheeks. Level up your skincare game with Lumen Skin today. Go to lumenskin.com slash kindoffunny to get your free trial of Lumen's products. That's L-U-M-I-N skin.com slash kindoffunny to get your free trial of Lumen's products. That's lumenskin.com com slash kind of funny. This, of course, is one of my favorite sponsors of all time. It's Honey, ladies and gentlemen. When you're shopping online, it's easy to save money on your iPhone or computer. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch your prices drop. Here's, ladies and gentlemen, where I go and I, boop, I hit pause on the ad because I use Honey all the time. This is my Google Chrome, and right there is the Honey button. You install it there, you can use it on your iPhone too, but it's great. It saves you money, and then if you're logged into, it accrues Honey coins that you can then spend on gift cards and stuff all the time. But then yesterday, yesterday, yesterday I was buying some Mizzou stuff off the internet. Guess what? There it is. I don't even think about it. Honey just pops up, little dancing coin. He's like, you want me to save you some money? And I'm like, yes, you do. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. I'd never recommend something I don't use. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kinda. That's joinhoney.com slash kinda. Every day you gotta get up, worry about work, worry about your family, worry about when you're playing games. It's too much. So remove the stress for shopping for clothes with Cuts Clothing. Cuts Clothing has perfected the art and science of men's shirts. So now you can throw on one look 
can look great without ever having to think about it. Plus, Cuts has all the essentials for looking sharp, like tees, hoodies, polos, and more, so you can stop bouncing between brands and shopping for different shirts. Tim Geddes loves Cuts. He went online, found the blues he loved, and then had them shipped to his door so he can go get haircuts and stare at electronics knowing he looks great. Cuts has totally revolutionized the traditional, outdated t-shirt category. They make it easy to mix and match styles and colors so you can find the perfect style. They even developed their own fabric that's soft as hell and guaranteed not to pill or shrink. Join hundreds of thousands of guys who have made the simple decision to elevate their wardrobe with Cuts. Get 15% off your first order by going to CutsClothing.com slash kindoffunny. That's C-U-T-S Clothing.com slash kindoffunny for 15% off the only shirt worth wearing. Blessing, hit me with some PlayStation updates. Greg, PlayStation has bought Haven Studios. What? Uh, yeah, uh, it's funny because like when you when you mentioned how big of a, a day it was, I was like, yeah, Greg, PlayStation's bought a studio, and then you veered right into Ghostbusters. Uh, but yeah, PlayStation's bought Haven Studios. It's a fun well, one. There's so many great games from Haven Studios. It makes sense that they would. Of course, like they've worked together so well for the last year and a, a month and a half. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna pull from Christopher Dring at GamesInsure.biz, who writes: PlayStation has agreed to fully acquire Haven Studios. It follows Sony's initial investment into the studio in March last year. Uh, ever since the team has been working on an exclusive new IP for PlayStation, which has now been revealed as a live service experience built upon a systemic and evolving world. Post-acquisition, the studio will continue to be run by the current management team in close collaboration with PlayStation. Haven Studios currently boasts over 60 employees and is the 18th developer to join PlayStation Studios. 18! Uh, 18. And uh, it's so if in in case you uh, were unaware, right? Like Haven Studios is the one that is led by Jade Raymond, who would know from um, Assassin's Creed previously. And she's done stuff for a Star Wars game. She's done stuff for uh, Google games. A lot of stuff <laughs> didn't come out because uh, a lot of bad luck. But yeah, that is her studio that has been acquired. Greg, how does, one, how does this one sit with you? Like, is there, do you have any sort of like takeaways or like any sort of like, I don't know, hot takes on this one? Because I feel like this is, for me, I feel like, I, I guess my takeaway is PlayStation saw Haven Studios game, went, this looks good, and just picked them up because of it. Do you think it's as simple as that? I think it's that in the pedigree of the team, right? Like, it was, you remember when they made the blog post announcing their partnership with them and the, the founding of the studio and all that jazz, like, and this is months ago now, right? I forget when that was. Did that, that the was article like a year ago. Yeah, right? it was about a year ago. It was like last March, I believe. It was like one of those things that, like, you don't see that happen with every partnership they do in every indie studio they partner with but of course the fact that jade's part of it and the other you know pedigree of people she had brought over to work on it you go okay cool and so yeah i think it's both how that game's shaping up i think it's also the vision of the studio and then it's also probably yeah they're just plans they've had for it right and like the idea of course that i'm sure jade and team has a, a lot of big ideas but big ideas require money right and so it's easier than to keep partnering like this to bring them in but then there's also the conversation of the you know uh, acquisition war we are currently in <laughs> when it comes to video games and so yeah you want to get out in front of that and you want to make sure that you have them lock stock and barrel for whatever it's going to be next do you think it's not that simple you think there's something else going on i i mean i think it starts off as that simple but i think you have additional stuff that makes it make uh more sense as you go i think it, it, a lot of it is probably the fact that when you talk about this game right like it was revealed this, this morning that it this is a live service experience built upon a systemic and evolving world and that falls into what we've talked about talked about with playstation for the last month or so as they bought bungie the fact that they're trying to expand their live service catalog and they're mm -hmm. trying to go a bit harder with multiplayer right i think it makes sense to go all right like haven studios seems to be aligned with what we want playstation studios to be and then also i think launching that game you if that is a game that is going to live 
for let's say five years, right? If that's the plan for it to be an ongoing live service game, it's probably easier to just own the studio, right? And to have it be a thing of cool, we'll work, work alongside you, right? We'll help you help you out with updates in this way, right? It isn't like a cut and run kind of thing where you put out the game and then a year and a half in, it is okay, cool. Now let's put this on 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 Xbox and on, on other platforms, sort of thing. I think being being able to own that and then work with that work with them with that, and also like bring them into whatever systems they have going on with Bungie and the other multiplayer stuff in PlayStation. I think it makes it makes a lot of sense for that. Um, and uh, Chris Ring over at GameStation.biz also had another article that was like a breakdown of an interview with uh, it's, it's Chris interviewing Herman Holst, then also interviewing uh, Jade Raymond about the studio stuff. They mentioned a bit of like, hey, yeah, like they're a good partner. They, we've seen what they're working on, and we're they're like, you know, they have very good progress, right? Like they're they're their game is coming along faster than we're usually uh, than what we're used to seeing with AAA, right? I think that's one of the things they pointed out there. And then another thing they pointed out was the fact that they're located in Canada and PlayStation doesn't have any studios in Canada, or at least didn't have any studios in Canada. And Canada is pretty huge for big game development right now. Like every other big publisher has studios in Canada. Ryan Powala Higgins writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, hello, PS, I love you crew. Today, PlayStation announced the purchase of Haven Studios. Is the fact that the studio is based in Montreal more of a big deal rather than an actual purchase? I'm sorry, more of a big deal rather than the actual purchase. This is PlayStation's first Canadian studio in, quote, the Silicon Valley of games, Montreal. Thanks, Ryan. Greg, what if I told you that Ryan is double dipping this question? This is a KFTD question. God damn it. But also, man. we didn't really yeah, answer the question. Ryan I'm, I'm, from Patreon. Ban him. Ban Ryan from Ryan, Patreon. You have to double your Patreon pledge for next week, all right? <laughs> but also, we didn't really answer the question directly. So I'm curious to hear from you, Greg. Because like, I asked the question from Ryan, and then I like uh, read the Chris, Chris String article. We never doubled back to it. Do you think that that is a bigger deal than uh, we might think? Bigger deal? No. Part of the deal? Yeah, probably. Remember, of course, that, you know, one of the reasons Canada is great and why he talks about, you know, the Silicon Valley of games is the fact that the Canadian government just gives out money for video games. There's a reason so many of your uh, favorite video games come from Canada in some regards. Uh, why your fa- some more more lots of times why your favorite indies come up there. Remember, if you want to be independent in the United States, it's a bitch. Right, <laughs> like uh, Obamacare helped out a lot, but one of the reasons, like you didn't leave your cushy jobs before, was and worked two jobs, worked on your independent game on your own, was healthcare, which isn't a problem in Canada. So you get up there, but then yeah, the tax credits the Canadian government gives out are immense for video games, right? I I, I don't want to speak out of my ass on the actual terms, but they're ridiculous to the point of like, yeah, sure, we'll pay for like the majority of your game, if not all of it, and if it doesn't turn a profit, eh, whatever. Like, that's like Mm -hmm. they really are funding the arts that way. And I'm not speaking out of turn. And if you doubt me, when you watch your next movie, stay all the way through the fucking credits. Because what will you see at the end of almost every fucking movie? Quebec. Quebec, man. Because, of course, the province uh, that uh, Montreal is in is Quebec. And they are fucking giving away money for arts, for doing projects, for filming there, for having studios there. And so for PlayStation, that is probably a big boon of it, right? Of like, well... This studio is already running at whatever uh, you know it is in terms of financial stability. Why not come in and we could take that up, snatch that up, get that Canadian grant, and then it's like, you know, we're only paying. I'm totally making up numbers, right? But like this studio costs twenty five cents on the dollar compared to another one because of all the tax credits we're getting from Canada, and I'm sure there's kickbacks for the PlayStation as a whole because they're doing that and running Canadian businesses up there. 
Do you think it's bigger than the news of them buying it or whatever? No, but I think it's, mm -hmm. I think it's, it does add into the business dollars and cents of it where you look at it and you go, oh man, if we just own them, we'd get that. And it actually works out to be maybe the same, if not better than the deal we're working with to have them be, you know, partnered on this first game. Yeah. I mean, I do think it's like a perfect merit situation where like each of these studio acquisitions that PlayStation's made uh, in the last year or so, and I can even, you know, throw it back to the last three years, right? Last four years. I feel like there's been a tangible reason why you can kind of connect the dots on all of them, where you look at Insomniac and it's like, cool, you've been working for years and years together. They put out Spider-Man. Spider-Man is a hit and they want to continue to have those hits. Cool. Sony buys Insomniac. That makes sense, right? But uh, 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 Housemark is one where it's like, yeah, Housemark has been putting out dope PlayStation games for the last generation. Um, and like Resogun came out, PlayStation, PlayStation for launch exclusive right and you've, they've had multiple of those um but you know they they partnered with playstation put out Re um returnal it's a hit and it makes sense cool now let's buy the house mark right you look at yeah. bungie and it is everything we're talking about in terms of the way that playstation wants to grow the way that playstation sees value in bungie even beyond the ip they see that value in, in bungie in terms of helping playstation get multiplayer and live service off, off the ground and be able to collaborate with other studios to make sure that everybody's on the same page in terms of how to make this happen and how to make this happen successfully and i think when you look at haven studio right it's that perfect storm of yeah they've not put out a game yet yeah they've not it's not the insomniac thing of man finally like you're yeah. putting a ring on it it, it is more so the thing of hey it, this kind of just all makes sense you know it's a triple a it's a triple a studio it is them located in Canada, it's the deals that we can get there. It's the fact that when you have a studio, uh, a studio there, I think you then have talent, or you then have access to a pool of talent there that maybe yep. didn't want to re uh, relocate to the U.S. or other countries, right? And you're able to access top tier talent there, right? I think that's a big deal. And then also the thing of Haven working on a game that aligns with PlayStation's value values, right? I think it's like a perfect storm in that case. Let me read a little bit more, because again, I talked very top level about the Quebec stuff in Montreal. I'd like to give you a little bit more hard evidence. I'm going to go to NPR.org, where Planet Money, uh, Planet Money's Corey Bridges, had this uh, newsletter file that says, how subsidies help Montreal become the Hollywood of video games. Sorry, Ryan, not the Silicon Valley, the Hollywood of video games. We'll start with, uh, obviously, his writing, but one of Blessing's favorite games of all time. Genshin Impact is an award-winning role-playing game created by Chinese video game developer Mi Ho Yo. A year after its September 2020 release, the game managed to amass a total revenue of more than $2 billion. That kind of revenue makes Genshin Impact one of the most profitable video game releases ever and easily the developer's most successful project in the company's nine-year history. After seeing such success, it was only natural for the company to expand. The question for me ho yo was where to go the question was answered in november when the chinese developer announced that they were setting their sights on the west and establishing an, uh, an office in montreal canada at first glance this may seem a little odd montreal why not tokyo or san francisco or other cities that have traditionally dominated the tech industry however over the past few decades montreal has arisen as one of the most attractive cities cities for video game developers so attractive that Montreal's Economic Development Agency, Montreal International, estimates that as of 2021, more than 200 studios have set up shop there. Uh, of course, this goes on. Uh, the secret to Montreal's success? Tax credits. The province of Quebec, which of which Montreal's largest city, attracts multimedia companies by offering them subsidies for employing people in the province. Uh, Quebec taxpayers pay a large percent of the salaries for local multimedia workers. Uh, these subsidies have undoubtedly helped Montreal become a leading hub for video game development. Uh, then there's it gets into more like what could happen, blah blah. blah. But as I'm going to jump to give you a little bit more of the information, all right? Uh, 
this stick with me. They've been talking obviously about how we got there and they've been talking about Ubisoft, right? But this generous deal only applied to Ubisoft and other companies protested the favoritism shown to one company. So in 1996, Quebec officially established a new tax credit called or the refundable tax credit for the production of multimedia titles. The credit covers a maximum of 37.5% of eligible labor, labor expenditures if a multimedia title is available in French and up to 30% if the title is not. In 2021, the multimedia tax credit cost Quebec an estimated $253 million Canadian dollars. And it goes on, is, is this sustainable and yada, yada, yada. But again, just to throw out there, 200 people, all of this stuff going on. They're arguing about like maybe they're going to cut it down or whatever. But you can see why it makes sense to go up there, dollars and cents to go up there uh, and have your game be that. And that does, I'm sure, apply to PlayStation. Yeah, 1000%. And as you were reading that, right, like when you mentioned the amount of studios that are up there, I had to go look up a list because I was like, damn, that's a lot of studios. And sure enough, like as I look through the list, I'm like, no, yeah, like I never put it together that all of these studios are located in, in Montreal, right? Like it is, um, but that's the games Montreal, right? It is Cyber Connect, it is Deck 13, EA Motives, uh, Idols Montreal, Illogica, like the list goes on. And like and, and, people and, can and, fly, and, like bring in like again like what i was talking about earlier you're talking about really big studios of course there's so many of them there's so many indies up there that i'm talking about again oh, yeah. right because hey 30 percent or 35 or whatever it is to do this and have your labor covered and free healthcare and yada 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 there's a reason that if you're paying attention so many games get talked about on this show and i oh well full disclosure my wife's company pop agenda is doing marketing or pr helping them get their game published or whatever because my wife's company is a montreal based <laughs> video game agency or a, yeah montreal based video game agency right helping a whole bunch of canadian quebec uh, in particular uh developers get their games out to people and so that's the thing of why it seems like I'm sure at times, if you're a casual listener, which I doubt we even have, but if you're a casual, man, man, Greg talks about his wife's games a lot, or his wife's games come up a lot. That's favoritism. It's not. It's just the fact of so many goddamn Canadian developers out there that there are so many of them work with my wife's company and do this thing that like it just naturally yeah. comes up. There. And like if you're PlayStation, right? Like you're a very big major games company, right? You're a platform holder, and you have a studio in Montreal, and you and you establish what could be like the hey, we are trying to make this the premier Montreal game studio. Think about how much talent you're then getting. Like yeah. think. About the level of talent you're then getting when you're amongst all these other game developers and all these other studios that are there also like that is a big move and that could and like you know haven i would say is probably one to look out for again like it's where it, it's a mysterious studio because they've not released anything and so like i'm not trying to put my chips down in terms of they're gonna make a hit they're gonna be a big success but like yeah, yeah, yeah. they're set up for success right like they're bought from playstation they're AAA, like they're in a good location and they're working on something that is going to be different for, from playstation which like who knows what it is? You know, I if I had a guess. My current guess is they're probably working on some sort of MMO, maybe MMO light game, right? Like, what is an MMO light game that would work on PlayStation? Just given the pedigree of, you know, I don't think it's going to be a Destiny per se, just from the pedigree of like the people working there. I don't see Jade yeah. Raymond as like a, somebody who wants to develop a Destiny. You know, maybe like maybe she hires on the right people. Maybe they have the right vision for it. But I could easily see it be a thing of, hey, we've seen the, the success that we that uh, games like Final Fantasy 14 have had. How do we emulate that for PlayStation and make it a thing that makes sense on a console? You know, I, I, could, I could easily see it being that. And remember, I, I have the blog pulled up from when they did announce uh, this par the partnership, right? Mon uh, introducing the Montreal, blah, blah, blah. Uh, March 16th, 2021. Remember, one of the paragraphs uh, Jade wrote that I, I remember reading on Games Daily was, and so today I'm announcing Haven, an independent studio where many of the talented game developers I've worked with for years, parentheses, and love dearly, are coming together to do what we are most passionate about. 
It's time for us to refocus on games, all in one word, in a place where we can practice our crafts without any barriers or impediments. We want to create worlds where players can escape, have fun, express themselves, and find community. Sounds a lot like MMO or MMO Lite, uh, blessing. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to pour our passion into a project. We want to make something wondrous for people to experience because we believe in the power of games to bring joy to people's lives. And Sony does too. Their commitment uh, to excellence is unmatched. It's why we couldn't be happier for their backing and support. So yeah, that definitely sounds like a live service experience as we're not yep. hearing about today in all these reports. And it'll be fascinating yeah, to see what that is. Hell yeah. Uh, the other big news story I have for PlayStation updates is uh, about the quarry. Greg, I'm very fucking excited about the quarry. I I'm very excited fucking about excited about the quarry. Are you kidding me right now? Come on. Explain to people why we're excited. Hell yeah. So if you somehow missed it last week, The Quarry was announced. It is a teen horror game from the creators of Until Dawn. That oh, is wait. super massive. Uh, I'm pulling from John Fingus at Engadget, who writes this. The producers of Until Dawn are returning to their roots after years of dark picture anthology games. Uh, Supermassive Games and 2K have unveiled The Quarry, a teen horror title that has you once again deciding the fates of frightened youth. Uh, you control nine camp counselors as a night of celebrating the end of summer camp quickly goes sideways. The trailer hints at a most dangerous game tale, uh, where someone appears to be hunting the counselors for sport. Uh, it stars David Arquette, appropriately from Scream, Ariel Winter from Modern Family, Lance Henriksen from Aliens, Brenda Song uh, from Sweet Life and Dollface, uh, and more. I believe, uh, is it Ted Raimi? S uh, Sam Raimi's brother? Yeah, it's right. Yeah, Ted Raimi's in there as well. Uh, multiplayer? Or go for it. No, you're, you're, you're right. Yeah, Ted yeah. Raimi. Ted Raimi. Uh, multiplayer is important as well. Uh, you can have couch co-op where people control individual counselors, but you can also have as many as seven people voting on your decisions. The Quarry arrives uh, June 10th for PS5, PS4, and other platforms. It really it went on to list Xbox and all that stuff. I just cut it out because PS love you. you know, PS5, um, this PS4. is the PlayStation show. XCast, suck it. Yeah. This looks dope as hell. Well, you and me are super massive fans, period. Yeah. And a statement here, you know, in the same way we're talking about it. I think also the same way we talked, I talked earlier about Ilphonic, where I'm like, yeah, they're we love their games despite their flaws. Same thing with Supermassive, right? Where I think multiple times in the show, what I this is the one where I apologize, right? <laughs> where Man of Medan was such a put off to me as an Until Dawn fan that when I was like, all right, cool, I finally went around and played uh, Little Hope, I was like, you know what? That was better than Man of Medan. I shouldn't have been so put off. And then I fucking adored uh, House of Ashes. You know, we had, that, yep. that dropped at a weird time where I think I was just going on paternity leave or I was about to, or maybe I already had. And we had joked around about doing a, a spoiler cast because Janet was into it too. So, like, I'm excited just to have uh, where I'm excited for how the Dark Pictures anthology has uh, aged up, right? Where it's going, how it's evolved. And now that we have uh, The Devil in Me, right? That's the next one. Yeah. Uh, the Devil in Me dropping this year. And then you're telling me on top of that, we're getting another one, uh, The Quarry from 2K. That with all due respect to Dark Pictures Anthology and Bandai Namco, I'm assuming 2K put a lot of money behind this one and is trying to, hey, we've seen what you're doing with Dark Pictures Anthology. Here's a bunch of money to make a true successor to Until Dawn. Here's a great cast. Here's, you know, spend a lot of time with them, do all these different things. I'm excited. Yeah, like it's the thing that everybody everybody wants, right? Which like, it's funny because Dark Pictures in a way is also the thing that everybody wants. It's just that Dark Pictures isn't living up to what Until Dawn set up. And Dark I think Pictures... If, if I may, Dark yeah, Pictures, which I enjoy and I'm glad exists and I love the curator and I love how kooky the whole thing is. Dark Pictures feels like a budget version of Until Dawn. Yes. It feels like, hey, we're going to give you these things at a quick clip. They're going to be hit or miss. They're Tales from the Crypt. You know, are they good? Are they bad? You figure it out and have some fun and they, you know, blah, 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 blah. And again, I think uh, uh, House of Ashes was head and shoulders above in terms of technical quality, story, acting, yada, 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 everything else. It, but even that, it's like that wasn't Until Dawn. Yeah. Until Dawn was such a 
polished PlayStation exclusive. It felt good. It was good. It was, and it was long and like, that's good or bad, depending on who you are. Uh, I, I imagine the quarry is going to be more like that. And I mean, from the, the premise, the quarry sounds a lot like that, right? Because they're talking about controlling nine camp counselors and like, you assume that any of them can probably die, right? Like they got a yeah. great cast. Uh, I fucking love Brenda song, right? Cause I loved sweet life growing up and then also Dollface, And like, they've been killing it with their casting. Cause they also had Ashley. David Arquette, David Arquette David is great. Yeah, and Ashley yeah, Tisdale was in the previous game, game. and so like they're 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 getting all the Disney Channel stars in there. But yeah, like I, this one I think is is hitting it on that level. And then also I just like I'm a sucker for most dangerous game uh, uh, tales, right? Like in yeah. horror stuff. For me, that's always a fun one, right? And like for the ne- the, the next couple of um, uh, super massive games, I think they they uh, they have their head in the right place in terms of like you know uh about being being about to unearth some gold in terms of content because like most dangerous game always fun but then also uh the devil in me i believe is like a saw type type story and like sure, sure. those are those are two uh tropes that i'm all all the way in for like that sound <laughs> both of these sound like a very fun time um but yeah like you you imagine that the quarry is what you're talking about right like it's a bit there's a bit more to it than um the dark pictures anthology you imagine that maybe it's a little bit longer and i'm reading uh, off of their wikipedia page has you know the rundown i also, you know, the quarry is a survival horror interactive drama played third person and the game players assume the control of nine different teenagers who must survive the night at hackett quarry uh, the players must make different decisions which would change the character development the plot as well as the relationship between the different characters all nine playable characters may die by the end of the game and each character potentially has 10 to 12 different ways to die super massive expected uh Expected the game to last for 10 hours, though early deaths Damn. of certain characters may cause the game to end earlier around seven hours. Due to the game's branching storyline, it has many endings, and at the end of a playthrough, players will be given different collectible cards that depict the fate of each of their character. Once the player completes their first playthrough of the game, they will unlock Death Rewind, which allows them to undo three character deaths in subsequent playthroughs, which is a great idea. A great idea of yeah. iterating all what you've already done and how you go through it. But yeah, 10 hours is longer than what we saw with House of Ashes. Oh, for sure. And I, I I really actually like the fact that they're doing it in different ways, like having these uh, uh, different ways to make two different types of games where how, like how, um, the Dark Pictures Anthology, I don't want to go away necessarily. Like, it's funny because Man of Madon, when, uh, when I was playing that and I like started Little little Hope, I was like, yeah, I don't know if this is the one. Like, I don't know if I need these games. Like, I would yeah. just go back and make Until Dawn 2. Now that we're past what where we finished the third one we're going into the fourth one i'm all in for it i am looking forward to to october for the next super massive game uh and i like them being in short bursts i like them being co-ops focused i like them being that type of game i hope the quarry has more of a focus on not single player necessarily um even though like you know they mentioned couch co-op i don't know if they've said anything about online co-op but um I want it to be a thing where I am seeing all the scenes because that was one of my that's one of my issues that I have with dark pictures is if you're playing co-op with a friend online, they're seeing different shit than you are seeing. And you are basically explaining things back and forth of like, all right, yeah, right now I'm playing as this character and I am walking in this area and like all oh, this thing just happened and you're communicating back and forth with your teammate, which is or your co-op partner, which is a fun way to do it. I think that is a novel experience. But I also do miss the Until Dawn style. No, you're seeing every single scene and like yeah. you're invested in the story and it feels like more of a drawn out kind of thing. I think both of those um, can exist uh, in some form. And the fact that they're getting to do it by having a game published by 2K while the other thing is published by Bandai, um, I think is really dope. Get that bread. Uh, continuing here to answer some of your questions, I think, on the mm-hmm. Wikipedia page. The game also features a movie mode, which disables certain gameplay elements, such as button mashing, quick time events, and aiming and shooting, allowing players to progress the game with minimum input. 
The game also features local and online multiplayer. In local multiplayer, players take turns uh, to control different characters, while in the online mode, seven other participant players can vote in key decisions. Players can participate in voting by only downloading the demo version of the quarry. The game also features a movie-only mode in which the player can set uh, the personality traits of different characters and then let the story play out. Which is another oh, they that's they don't do shit. that before. That's never happened before. Yeah, that's really cool. I like yeah. I love all these ideas, honestly. Like that it does sound like it's missing the co-op that Dark Pictures has, but I do I mean I am fine with it being a vote system because like movie mode is gonna be fascinating. That'd be really interesting. So? Movie only mode. So I guess it's just the cutscenes. It's and just stuff the cutscenes, right? Like you're probably not ro- walking around the rooms and, and dude, I, I'll fucking do that like, for sure. Important decisions and stuff. Yeah, usually yeah. you figure I, I finish it and I'm like, oh, and I talk to somebody about it, but I'm like, I don't want to replay the whole thing. I would definitely be at the end and be like, all right, what if I was a total asshole? What if I was a total good guy? What if this happened yeah. and that happened? Then just let it go. I like yeah. that. I'm all in for it. Yeah, this sounds like a fantastic time. And I, I w- I'm with you. Again, w- my comparison right here would be is that I feel like Until Dawn, and you hope what the quarry would be, but for right now, let's say Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. Until Dawn felt like a movie. I'd go to the movie theater and watch in terms of like caliber. And then Dark Pictures Anthology feels like Tales from the Crypt. And I yeah. can enjoy both those horror experiences. I, you know, I loved going to watch horror movies. I still love going to the theater to watch horror movies. But as a kid, I also loved, you know, staying up late on Friday or Saturday night to watch Tales from the Crypt on Fox. And so like, I feel like that's the caliber of experience I'm expecting from an Until Dawn versus a Dark Picture Anthology. And I hope the quarry is an uh, Until Dawn major motion picture kind of feel. 1,000%. Did you ever play Hidden Agenda when that came out? I did. I didn't finish Hidden Agenda because, again, it was before they really sunk in what they were doing, I feel like. That, it, yeah. it, for any of that stuff, weird era. Like, with, for all um, the stuff of like, hey, share decisions and do the thing with your friends, yada, yada. That shit's got to be two hours long. That's what it's, it's just yeah. got to be that way. Cause like how many times, like think of like, you're having a party and you have these people over, unless you're having a, we're having a dark pictures anthology weekend and you're coming over and we're doing two nights of it and blah, blah, blah. Like when it really drags on, it gets too long. People lose interest. They want to do something else. Somebody goes home and ruins the whole thing. You do the whole, like it's gotta be short. Yeah. I mean, hidden agenda. I feel, I don't think it was that long. You know, I think that might've been under three hours. Um, cause I, I do remember having like a, it was a, a, a game night with our, with my friends and we were like, yo, we're all going to just do hidden agenda because like I brought it up cause I thought it was going to be the shit and like, it was fine. It wasn't bad or anything, yeah. but it didn't hit as much as like until Dawn did, but it like play we did link, it, right? it was, it was, it was play link. Play and link. so like the way you do it is we were all sitting from the couch and we had our phones out and we're, we're voting on choices. And so you can be that dick friend, which like that, that's me where I am. Like everybody's like, oh yeah, let's do this. And then there was like a button that you can use to override everybody else's decision and then pick the other decision. Decision. so i'll be and you can only use that like i think once or twice and so yeah, like yeah. i would be that dude where like we're we're toward the 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 ending of the game and like there's a big choice we made and everybody's like do the thing do the thing and i override it and i'm like no nah, man we're doing the other thing right and like i i fucking love that shit like i think and i don't know who it would be like because i mean that situation was playstation that was like hey make come come make this game for PlayLink. i want to see them do more of that type of shit because i think they're like they are a few steps away from having i think like the next jackbox where it is everybody's like yo we gotta play this together like come over let's play the uh play this thing like i think they have that kind of potential and not necessarily that they want to chase that but playing hidden agenda and now seeing where they've come since then i'm like dude they could do they could revisit that idea and i think have a banger that that might go viral might be a hit for people supermassive is an incredibly talented studio and i think again like oh yeah I think uh, Dark Pictures Anthology and the clip that they wanted to put those games out might have, again, skewed perspective on them. And I think you play something like uh, House of Ashes, you see that. And you look back at, though, the fact that they've been down to clown. And I don't mean 
be clowns. I mean, the fact that like, hey, do a hidden agenda or a, a play link game. Awesome. Here's hidden agenda. Hey, can you do a VR game for this thing? Here's a uh, Russia house of uh, here's <laughs> until, until dawn, dawn rush, rush of, blood. of blood. And it was like, shit, this is a really fun uh, VR run like a uh, haunted house shooting game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they do a lot of awesome shit down there. So I'm super excited to see what 2K and some money behind them and hopefully some focus uh, actually comes through for the game. Yeah, 1000%. Greg, now it's time for PlayStation Picks. This is where we highlight a few of the cool looking games coming to PSN this week. Starting with the big hitters, of course, you're getting Ghostwire Tokyo for PS5. That is coming on Friday, March 25th. Our games cast is up right now where you can listen to our review. Both Greg and Snowbicle Michael gave it an okay rating. That is a three out of five. And I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more in a second. Um, but then you're also getting this Friday Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. That's Ooh. coming to PS5 and PS4 Friday, March 25th. As far as the picks themselves. Wait, 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 Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Where are you at? Excitement, hype level. Are you playing it? What are we doing with that? I think I'm going to play it as long as other people in sure. my friend group are playing it. So, like, if we're playing it on stream or, like, if you guys just want to play it in general. Or yes, if, we like, gotta, we can, you know, do what we did with Borderlands 3. Uh, you know, uh, and just fall asleep. It's, like, started, like, nine times. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just, uh, link up at 8 p.m. and then, you know, play together, like, half a mission and then both fall asleep in the middle of a play session at, like, 8.30, you know? I'm down for it, man. I I I don't know where my excitement lies lies yeah. for it because we did the um the I guess it wasn't a preview. It was like the the um let's play over at um uh Gearbox, and it was cool. Like it was, a, I think it was a fun time. Um, but also like I don't know, Borderlands for me is one that I come to to like fuck around and like you know shoot shit, and it's that laid back kind of game that I kind of turn my brain off for. And I feel like I've had a lot of that lately. And so, like, I don't have the hunger necessarily for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I also know that it's, like, different from Borderlands just in terms of tone and what the story is. And, like, yeah. I don't have the expectation that it's going to have as many systems going on as a Borderlands game. But I, I don't know. Who knows? Like, if I have friends that are playing it, I think that's going to be the, the main driver for me to want to jump into it. Like, for I, you, are you excited for it? Yes, but I'm not. Like, Borderlands 3, I was so excited for. And I enjoyed Borderlands 3. I love Borderlands 3. But Borderlands 3 was, I feel, more of a known quantity for me of like, oh, I love Borderlands. I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love this. For me, what's interesting about this could also be the turnoff to it of like, I love this idea that the game is happening inside Bunkers and Badasses, which is D&D in the universe, right? So it is Tiny Tina DMing this thing that we're playing through. And like I was on one, the the Wondercast for it uh, with Mitsu and uh, Tess, right? And they had uh, some of the developers on from Gearbox talking about it. And like, you know, they were they mentioned, of course, like when Tiny Tina's doing this and talking through the, what's going on and you're playing it, like, you know, at one point, there's this like river of lava or whatever, but it's that on the map, she had knocked over a bottle of ketchup. And like, that sounds goofy. And I don't know, maybe negative to people or whatever. I like the idea that I'm playing this game that Ashley Birch, Tiny Tina is narrating. And that's like changing. And then we get pulled out. And like, this is oh, what happened in the real world in quotes is affecting what's happening in the game world. Like that sounds interesting. However, of course, I'm not the fantasy guy usually. So like, I, I have no interest to really play D&D, but if it's a Borderlands, I like Borderlands. I love the idea of playing through this and leveling up and making my own character. And like, it's like a full customization deal, right? And you're mixing up classes and doing those things. Like, I think I'm going to find fun here. I, I'm interested to see if I'm the same way of you where I play it and I enjoy it, but I'm not compelled to actually see it all the way through. Or if I'm the guy who's playing it and then you pop on and you see me playing it, you join my game or I join yours and we screw around for a little bit and then you bounce and I keep playing through the story. Because mm-hmm. it seems like I love the t- character of Tiny Tina and I do think it'll be uh, an interesting way to engage with it. I'll have to wait and see how it goes through. But real quick before we get out of here, 
uh, out of Tiny Tina. I know we still have more show to do. You're talking about you and Barrett falling asleep playing this or whatever. I, you know, yesterday, Fortnite uh, update went live. No, no more building. I said on Slack, I'm in. I'm back in. I want to do this right. Yeah. Uh, me, Kevin was, uh, we were texting about something else last night, but then Kevin uh, texted me at 732. So what's up? You down to play Fortnite? And I said at 749, later tonight, sure. And then he texted me at 938, wake up and play Fortnite. And ladies and gentlemen, I was dead asleep. No <laughs> way. Oh, I, I was long gone at that point. God damn. Are you, you going to hop in? Because I definitely want to hop back in Fortnite. Oh, I totally want to play Fortnite. Yeah, I, I, it's, yeah. it's been a... Uh, stressful time in the miller household as of late with uh, yeah. a number of different things happening all no, nothing horrible or whatever uh but like you know it was like there's mental and emotional exhaustion happening around here <laughs> so i was like i definitely want to what is the body willing to do and last night was you know i went to we went to bed super early because we had to get up early for gdc today to get downtown and jen to set stuff up and yada yada, yada. and of course that was the night where benjamin was like you know what i'm gonna fuck around tonight and so like it was like went to bed at like 9 15 and then porty got me up at 10 15 and then ben got me up at 11 15 and then i got back down and then i think it was 4 50 benjamin was like you know what it's time to be awake and so i was with him till seven and i slept for like 10 minutes and then whatever and it's like that's what's happening oh over God. here there's a lot of moving parts gotcha yeah dude i feel that like, i'm i i I'm, I'm at the place right now with video games where i've had the floodgates kind of like fall a bit in terms of in february and in january honestly i was so focused like i had it oh, sure. down in terms of the games that i was playing and sticking with those games and like not getting overwhelmed by the releases like i had the perfect transition from you know the jump from dying light 2 into sifu into horizon into sidetrack now that we're in march i am like i everything is coming out and i do not have the bandwidth to play all the things that i want right we're like I look at my dashboard on PlayStation and it's it's a WWE 2K. It is a musical story, which I know is like two hours long and I can just get it out. But like, you know, that's right there. I got Tunic. I got Final Fantasy Origin. And it's just like the list goes on in terms of games that I want to hop uh, into and more games are coming out, which is making it difficult. So I'm like, cool. I'm not going to play Ghostwire Tokyo now because I know like I have all these other games. But then I do know I, or I do like. Bear, do you hear me? Yeah. Okay, so he's glitching out now. Yeah, he's totally okay. frozen for me now. It's yeah. that thing where I'm always like, I, I slashed you. I'm like, is it me like, or him? I don't know who's who's having like a problem. Both of you were kind of like, you know, looking a little. Uh, it's one of those. It's probably Discord. Discord. Yeah, weird. You know or it could just be his there. internet. You know, that's ruining everything. That's possible. Yeah. But then if yeah. we're gonna blame him for that, we really have to blame Kevin for not having the studio up and running. Yeah, that's true. That's it's really true. that's a, whenever something goes I mean, wrong. Like, you know, like we would have to play. Like, do we have to blame Kevin? Like, you know, no, we don't. That was a joke. Don't do it. Kevin and Nick are working very, very hard I know, the studio, know, but we just not. blame blessing and call it a day right oh i'm down to blame blessing yeah, yeah, yeah. clearly um, i mean honestly it's one of those things it happened on slack we talked about it yeah. right uh, but maybe without janet we just can't do the show anymore that's true maybe she was the linchpin maybe yeah. she held the whole thing together you know yeah i heard it because when janet was on the show, show i never before. had to lean all weird to talk in the microphone yeah and i heard before she joined the show it was like it was a dying show you know i heard that too yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we just hemorrhaging people <laughs> People were unsubscribing from YouTube.com slash kind of funny just in protest of YouTube.com slash kind of funny games PlayStation podcast piece. Yeah, I love you, XO, XO. Yeah. Hold on. I'll crop you for now. and uh, So I don't have to do this weird lean? Yeah. <laughs> let me tell you, I can, I can take a few Zs right now if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely knock it out right here. Uh, let me tell you, though. I I definitely feel definitely not on your level, but of the, all right, I'm going to go to sleep. And of every night, like fucking clockwork, an hour later, Lulu's like, all right, oh. what are we doing? Let's yeah. let's hang out and it's like, dude, you're two, you're two years old now. Like you should know what the fuck is up here. So, you know, 
There we go. Blessing has slacked. It looks like his internet is out. I'm yeah. saying word. Keep me posted. There you go. We'll figure it out as we give me a, give me a second. I can I can bump my camera on. I just need a second. Hell yeah, we'll talk about the rest of these games. <laughs> Paris Lily pops up in Slack to say you gotta stop using AOL. Got him, I'll say that. And that's what I love about Paris Lily. People think he would only light up Khalif Adams, but he will light up anybody. You give him you give him a little bit of weakness, and Paris will get you. Exactly. Exactly. One day he'll get right. Gary Witta. That's the thing. Somebody's right. got to put Gary Witta. Well, Whitta's we place. always give Gary Witta his due diligence, you know. You know, that's the problem with Gary Witta. Yep, yep, yep. Somebody's got to get him. Right. Oh, man. Oh, you had a little video effect that went when you Yeah, came it always does that whenever I start uh, my camera up on Discord. I don't know why, but. Is, as if that wasn't enough for you to flick on your camera and be ready to go. Forbes, 30 under 30. AKA the second best baby blues. AKA the engaged one. Tim Gettys has wandered into the room. Hello, Tim. Hello. Hey, I just popped in because I saw Blessing's internet died and I wondered if you needed a co-host. If not, I could leave. But if so, I could But you stay. can hang out. I mean, you know, the CEO Jr., Barry Courtney, was ready to go wearing his PS I Love You sweatshirt. Like, he didn't, you know, he doesn't worry about anything. He pops straight I in. love that. And here's the thing. Sees. Greg, 10 yeah. seconds ago, completely naked, just through the sun. I'm sure. I, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, Still from the waist down. You know, I'm still partying. Barrett's, he was playing that Mario Kart DLC there, just chilling, having a good time. Oh, that's oh, Mario Kart 64, everything. not even the Mario Kart DLC. Because <laughs> I'm oh, a right. broken person. Uh... What I will do then is, yeah, stick with me here, Tim, because I think mm -hmm. you might have something to say about the next game here on PlayStation Picks, all right? Of course, this Ooh. is where we've already gone through the big hitters. We've talked about Ghostwire. Well, we haven't. I'm going to talk about Ghostwire in a second. Uh, we talked about Tiny Tina coming out this week. But, uh, Tim, let's get to some of the lesser-known gems here. Are you bringing Tim online? Is that what you're doing? Huh? Barrett? Is okay, Tim, uh, does Tim have a camera on? Yeah, flick your camera on, Tim. Boom. He's a professional. It's he knows on. to wait until it's all set. Bam, there it is. All right, hold on. I got the Hulkamania colors back there. I appreciate that. I got the PS I Love You colors. Breaking this out. Is this why I'm excited to pop on? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I made a preset and I got to hit the button on my stream deck. So I appreciate here we go, that. guys. I appreciate yeah. that. Are the PS I Love You colors uh, red and yellow there? Yeah, it's well, red. Once, once, once we pop it up, I think it'll make more sense. Once once we get me in there and people can actually look at it. Like, look at the logo and then yeah. look, at, look at this. Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. I see the little the, the bluish or whatever you call it, aqua spotlights. There is that what we got going on there? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I see it a little bit. I see it a little. Yeah, you got. Yeah, totally. I see it. Yeah. Okay, fuck, I'm saying, fuck you, Greg. Tim Nail. No, no, don't fuck me. I'm just saying it stood out to me. The McDonald's colors, you know. And then I was like, okay, mm -hmm. but I see you. Mm, the McDonald's colors, classic. I got the green for slime for Ghostbusters. You know, that's how I that did. makes no, sense. That of makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Barrett's editing himself in there. If you're an audio listener, we do not care about you. And so we have to wait the show for the video to work. No, no, no. Yeah, keep, keep going with the show. I'll well, I want to talk about Memoir you. Blue. Tim's yeah. here, Blue, Memoir Blue, but uh, I, that means we got to watch the trailer. So I don't want to okay. – you're doing your thing over there. I don't want to stop you. Also, you know by the time you get this done, Blessing's going to rejoin. And I know – you know, uh, Tim, mm -hmm. I have the world's greatest post show coming up. It's America's okay. Favorite Quiz Show. I haven't revealed the title of it yet, but Blessing's scared of it. And so that's why he's run away. Yeah. Oh. And I won't tell you and now. It was it, it was a game show only for blessing, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's for anybody. He's not watching, right? He can't see. I'm looking over here on uh, concurrence on the the private YouTube. He's not here. No, he's not here. He doesn't know. No, he doesn't. You want, you, what America's favorite quiz show is, Tim? Mm -hmm. You don't know Janet. America's favorite <laughs> quiz show, where I see how much blessing at AOA Junior knows about his PS. I love you, co-host Janet Garcia. I love I'm that. I'm very, very excited for it. And he might think he weaseled his way out of this. I will just call this motherfucker. And have oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll see what's going on with it. Greg, All I'm right. ready for Memoir Blue. 
We're going to talk about uh, PlayStation Picks, highlighting a few cool-looking games coming to the PSN this week. We already did the big hitters. Now we're going to talk about Memoir Blue coming to PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 Thursday, March 24th. Uh, uh, the description reads like this. A song from years ago triggers a flood of memories for champion swimmer uh, Miriam. Embark on an evocative journey through her turbulent childhood and the complicated relationship she shared with her devoted mother. Tim, have you ever heard a more Greg Miller fucking description of a game? No, and even just seeing it now, like everything about this screams Greg Miller. I'm excited for you. Look at this art style. We're getting some 3D animation, 2D animation all in one. It's like Mitchell's versus the machines all over again. Yeah, of course. We saw this one a long time ago. I forget at which showcase. God, there's so many these days. But we did, and it's the one that, yeah, goes between like the you know cartoon version of it, a cartoon version of her and her mom, and then jumps back to obviously uh, her as a more 3D modeled character. Uh, I am incredibly excited for this one. I uh, did not realize it was out this week. Thank you, Blessing. You made that happen. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm excited to see what that's all about Thursday. I mean, as soon as I get the chance, I'm going to hit uh, Annapurna there, try to get a code or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, does that move the needle for either of you or any of you? <laughs> Tim Barrett, blessing. Tim, I'll start with you. I mean, that looks really cool. Just popping in and seeing it for the first time. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, really? Showcase before. That seems Same. it seems really cool. The type of game, though, that I would want to hear some critical acclaim before I pop into. If it starts getting the Greg Miller being like, "Yo, this, I this cried. is it." This, yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's that's not enough. I I would need like. I cried and all right, yeah, it's like, all right, yeah, <laughs> but I, I would want some, some, some more coming in there. But if people are like, yo, this is, this is something special, then yes, that does seem like a, a Tim game for sure. Yes. Yeah. I, like, I, I was on the same page. Like I, I remember you guys talking about this for the draft, but I hadn't had any idea what the game was. Uh, so that being the first time I had ever seen it, that does seem like something that um if I've got a, a free night, I imagine it's not like super long. That kind of uh, story that you're telling in a kind of 3D uh, plus 2D uh, walking simulator going on there, telling a very emotional story. Like, yeah, I might I might pop in there for for a night and check it out. Um, especially with just like a similar experience with um, Blessing brought it up a musical story, right? Where that was just like mm -hmm. a, a good chill night where I got got myself away from Elden Ring and uh, was able to just uh, get into a good emotional story. So. Yeah. Blessing, what about you? Where are you at with them? I'm in a wait and see kind of place with it. I've I've started to realize that for me and Annapurna, it's kind of hit and miss. Not in the way that I don't I don't think they're putting out bad games by any uh, by any means, but like they'll put out games that are for me, and then a game that's like completely not for me, but it's for somebody mm. else. And so like you know, I've I've come to realize that not every single Annapurna game for me is gonna be a banger. Uh, and so Memoir Blue looks like it could be a, a me type of game. Like I do like a good narrative game. I do like a game with like a nice art style and something that is you know kind of like a sappy and like about a relationship, right? Like that type of thing. I I can be down for, but uh, I think I'm gonna wait to see like what critics have to say about it and what other people are are, are saying about it before I jump into it. Well, I'm a critic and I've requested a code, so we'll see what's up. We'll see what's Hell up. yeah. I'm all about that. That'll go to the top of the must playlist right now, I'll tell you that. Uh, but not to be outdone, also on Thursday, March 24th, The Ascent comes to PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. Uh, the Ascent is a solo and co-op action shooter RPG set in a cyberpunk world. The mega corporation that owns you and everyone, The Ascent Group, has just collapsed. Can you survive without it? Of course, uh, if you're like, this sounds familiar, it's because it already came to Xbox. Uh, this is, was an Xbox uh, Game Pass game. Uh, what, Barrett, uh, June of last year, I want to say? It was something like that. It's it, like July. It, it was Late July. It was definitely in the summer. I'm sorry, look, every stop. Did I say June Barrett or did I say June Blessing? Blessing, you sit there with your jacket on I'm and you saying, just fucking I think about the, your internet. It came out last week of July, I'm right? just, I, Who here 
directs both PSI Love You and X Cast. Who like, here has a calendar where he tracks everything? Was Blessing super fun game. Do you have a calendar? Do you have like a calendar? Fucking exists at that point. Blessing. I don't, I, I don't think it did. <laughs> I think it did. I think it might have, and I because I remember typing in the ascent onto it, um, and then I didn't play it. But yeah, no, like it, I, I'm like curious to see like if this game hits more people this time around because I feel like it came out, and then I remember hearing Paris talk about it, but I didn't hear that many other people talk about it. I talked about it, and well, I was okay. on the review of it or whatever, and the reason we didn't talk about it is it wasn't that great of a game. It was it was fun enough, but it was very much like the mindless. All right, cool. We're all running around shooting things and doing. I and it's it's one of those games, honestly. And I'm not even talking shit because I had some fun with it. I just didn't love it or whatever. It was before we had a score, so I don't remember what the score thing I would have given it was. But like, it's one of those games I struggle to remember, which is never mm. a good sign when you're like it's a forgettable game that I remember being excited for. I was stoked about it, and then I played it, and it was just like, oh okay. And I never. And it, you're right. There was no real fanfare for it. It was that thing we were all very excited for, and not we all, but like me, Mike, and Paris were all very excited for, it, and like. Then it was. I remember it being yeah. buggy too. I remember it having bugs or something. But like, I, I know, I, I know for a fact that like there was a handful of, of people that like really dug it and really stood Idiots. by it. <laughs> like, Paris, <laughs> like Paris Lily, exactly. And I'm sure we'll have some of those on PlayStation as well. And so, like, well, if you're I, looking I forward to the ascent, it's one to check out. I guess. Like, super high on it. Like, he thought it was interesting, but it's not something that he stuck with. Just to give mm -hmm. him his fair. Well, I'm saying I remember I remember Paris being stoked for it though, yeah, like really yeah, yeah. high on it. I was stoked for it too. Like I was excited for it. I, I don't remember you ever talking about this game, Greg. I'm okay, fair enough. Yeah, I was on the next cast about it. I don't know if Greg has ever mentioned the ascent. Until you guys are podcast. rude to me. I don't know why I did everything for you. And this is where do you guys stand with weird Because like this is another one. It's like a Paris joint. The, it's not just a Paris joint. There are so many people who are like so stoked for a weird West of like being this kind of like interesting immersive sim and i just every time i see it i'm like i don't get it i do, like i get it that's where i'm at some of the and i'm like i feel like i'm missing something weird some west combines the oh combines uh, hold on. sorry i was i thought i was jumping into a press release this is more like hey this is a bunch of other stuff and then it's like explaining it sorry uh, <laughs> I don't have a press release ready to go for weird ones. <laughs> it's a deep action RPG element set in an isometric world full of possibilities on the wild west frontier. Journey through the story of a group of atypical heroes written into legend by decisions you make in an unforgiving land. Each journey is unique and tailored to this. It's like, I, I hear I got a trailer for you, Barrett. There, there's a good, there's also, a, I don't think there's a PlayStation game, by the way. It is. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay, never mind. You know what? I have this download. Well, actually, do I? I have a pre-order. I tossed it in. I tossed it in. If you want to throw it up there, okay. Barrett, it's uh, it didn't general. Sorry, I'm kind of shooting. Um, no, you're good. You're good. It, it's just one of those things. Every time I see it, or, or when people talk about this, and it's not just Paris. Like I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately, and there are a good amount of people excited about this, and it's just like, I feel like it's gonna come and go, and there are people that are convinced that this is gonna be like, the the big new like kind of like almost indie hit that everybody's indie gonna play, and I just I don't I don't see it. Discover a dark fantasy reimagining of the Wild West where lawmen and gunslingers share the frontier with fantastical creatures and weird West coming to PlayStation 4 fall 2021. Obviously an old uh, description here. For me, it's like I look at it and I can easily see where this game will connect with an audience. I do not think it's going to be a mainstream audience in that. And I'm just going off of a trailer. I haven't played yeah. it. I don't know anything about it. I hope people are into it. Enjoy yourself. But it's, like, it's such a particular like uh, world. It's such a particular you know like uh, presentation with the isometric stuff and yeah. you know it's moment to moment gameplay. Um, yeah, I'd, and it's like it's from 
I believe the studio is like former uh, uh, arcane folks, right? Who like did Dishonored. Right. I think there's probably some comparisons there in terms of like some of the art style stuff I could see being comparable to Dishonored. And a lot of people are using the word like immersive sim for it, which like for me, I like immersive sims, but I like the first person like action RPG style immersive sim. Like this um, perspective doesn't really excite me. Uh, Tim, what's the game I'm thinking of that we did party modes of that was like another gunslinger Wild West kind of thing? You remember uh, what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. But I don't remember the name. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, from the Kind of Funny X-Cast, please welcome Paris Lily to PS I Love You XOXO. Hello, Paris. Hey, how you doing? We're great. We have two questions for you, all right? Number one, set the record straight for everybody in the PlayStation Nation. Did you like The Ascent, or were you just hyped up for The Ascent? I liked it, but... I wish it was at the time when it came out, it wasn't as stable as I wanted to. It was a little buggy. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Did you ever come back to it? No. You ready to come back to it on PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 Thursday, March 24th? Because it's happening. <laughs> yeah. I could definitely see you're not coming back to it. It's fine. You guys, it's explain. not happening. Wow. I, I love how you asked me and then you tell me I'm not. Because <laughs> I know you like the back of my hand, Lily. The next question for you uh, Weird West. Are we, is that, is that just going to be for you or is that going to be a huge hit, you think? I think it's going to be a huge hit, personally. Why? I we think- were looking at it, and like again, this isn't us saying it's impossible, and we're not talking shit. But us watching the trailer, like, all right, isometric uh, str- sim, eh, like, you think it's going to like break through those barriers to a new audience? I think it. I think it has the potential to. Um, it it really caught my eye when we saw it. I guess it was probably two years ago at this point. Um, but I I love that type of RPG. Not that it's mm-hmm. Disco Elysium in that way, but I I think it has that type of potential. I do. Gotcha. Okay, right. so there's, there's like a lot of narrative and a lot of like talking and dialogue options. Yes. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, that brings me back around because I thought it was going to be more action and action from this perspective doesn't excite me as much. Um, but if you're like making the Disco Elysium comparison in terms of like a living, breathing world, that combined with action could do it for me. Yeah, um, I, I do believe the great Lucy James has been doing a lot of work with that studio as far as doing streams and, and talking about the game over the last couple of months. So you might want to check that out. You sold me. I don't me. really want to talk to Lucy. No. You know? Greg, Greg, Greg. What? We're, Tim, just, we're, we're an hour 39 into this show. She'll never hear. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I'll just say, Greg, this isn't a great follow-up from the other week where you are talking about Janet and you said, this woman... You know, it's just like, yeah, it's what is a- with Greg attacking women on this? Oh, hold up. No, 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 no. Because that's exactly what we talked about at the time is that my brain didn't click into gear. And then, oh, somebody's going to take that quote out of context. You people that were on the show who are supposed to defend you, you people. Whoa, you whoa, Greg. Oh, what the shit. fuck, dude? What do you mean, you people? Hey, to be fair to Greg, on the last X cast, I was talking about something with X Cloud and, and her name is Catherine, but. I couldn't remember her name. And I said, you know, that woman on Twitter or something I said, and I got a few nasty DMs about that. So, so yeah, yeah stop, putting, stop putting the word that before woman, you yeah. know? Oh, God. It doesn't have to be that way. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. What's happening here? Nothing, Lucy. Nobody's talking shit. Don't worry. I, this is Paris. I was praising the work that you've been doing with Wolf Eye Studios talking about Weird West. That's what's Aww. happening. I, I said that I miss you, and I, ha- I haven't talked to you in a long time. I, I don't know if that's exactly what you said. Yeah, I don't Jay. know if that's... I didn't hear it that way. Uh, I, She's going to leave eventually. You are still stuck on the show with me. La- last, time, last thing I remember is all you saying was, this woman, and that's... You like, said that! You said that! How about this? What? How about this? Greg, ask her the question you asked me. 
Lucy, why, should we be excited for Weird West? Is that a game that's going to – we look at it and we think, uh -huh. all right, cool. It's this immersive sim and it's uh -huh. isometric. And it feels like that would be like a very specific group of people. But Paris thinks it has the chance to go big. Do you think it could go big? I really hope it goes big. I think it definitely has the chance to. Like, if you enjoyed stuff like, obviously, Dishonored and Prey, the first ones that come to mind, but, like, through everything that I've been playing, and yes, I know, take my opinion with a grain of salt, because I did uh, streams with the devs, but, like, I was genuinely amazed with how much I could interact with, and, you know, it was kind of one of those games where it was like, if I thought I could do it, I could. And okay. also, I could just you know, like kick people off ledges and I did a lot of kicking and that was really fun. Um, but no, it's and it's great. And it's like a fun little story, loads of different characters coming together. I genuinely, I, I hope it does really well. It's a lot of fun. Paris used the words uh, Disco Elysium when describing this game a little bit. Do you think there's like any analogs there in terms of like, that, like in the way that, because I fucking loved Disco Elysium when I played it, right? And like mm. the thing that stood out to me was how well developed the world was and how dope the writing was. Mm -hmm. Do you think like, if I'm looking for something with those trappings, does Weird West have any of that? Like, am I going to get, a, a like, a cool story out of Weird West, do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, as well, like, if you... Disco Elysium, in my opinion, is in a class all of its own. Yeah. Um, however, if you're talking about Disco Elysium comparisons in the fact that, like, does this world have a lot of hidden lore? Is it worth your time to, like... I enjoy rifling through people. Don't take this out of context. I enjoy rifling through people's post boxes and reading. We never take it. We live together, and I knew I was missing mail. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you've been pre-approved for a bunch of credit cards, apparently. Whatever. Um, anyway, so you know, it's like in terms of world building, I find the world exceptionally interesting. Like the story-wise, you do have like immediately you're kind of thrown in with this inciting incident that your partner has been taken away and your kid's been killed and uh i found it yeah and it just like the way stuff the way that it just kind of starts off with a kind of regular run-of-the-mill story and then just like the weird shit happens and just keeps on happening okay, okay. and then the procedurally generated stuff like um go on bounty hunts and things to try and get more money i think it's really interesting i would say disco elysium for me is always going to be the oh this is the game that makes me question whether i'm alive or not so i don't i don't i wouldn't compare it in that way but if you're talking about a really interesting well-crafted world with a lot of stuff to explore a lot of things to interact with a lot of different ways to approach encounters then i think weird west is going to be it it's also way bigger than i thought it was you brought me back with the the fact that you can kick people off of things that that oh yeah that you can like cool. power up you, like one of your powers is like a kick and you could just really go to town on That's that fucking thing. sweet hell yeah lucy did you like the ascent i didn't play the ascent <laughs> Yeah. Well, you have the chance Thursday, March 24th on your PlayStation <laughs> 5 and PlayStation 4. <laughs> Lucy, Paris, thank you so much for your time. I know you have jobs to do. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. bye. I, I, now that Paris or Blessing's back, I am going to, to bounce out as well. Uh, Greg, were you talking about Blood Roots? No, when? Uh, when you <laughs> we were talking about the Western Party Mode game we did. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm okay. sorry. We're talking about yeah. at, at Sundown. Yes, at Sundown. That's the one I was talking about, Timmy. There you go. I love you all. Have a good show. Bye. We love you. Bye. Love you, Tim. What a, what a bunch of shenanigans. I just tweeted it, but I really was excited for this one-on-one -on -one with Blessing because I love you with Janet on hiatus, and then it was bam. Here's everybody. We brought everybody in. I love it. Barry, oh, you've been great party. keeping up with the cameras. I appreciate that quite a bit. Thank you. Um, Blessing, what you been great. playing? 
Uh, I've been playing quite a few things. Uh, I was kind of talking about this uh, until my internet cut out out of nowhere. Um, but I've been hopping around between WWE 2K, uh, a little bit of GTA Online, mainly on stream with you and, and Mike, and then yeah. also some Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. But like WWE 2K22 continues to be fun. It continues to like be such a fun like almost like a nostalgic game for me because it takes me back to playing my favorite wrestling games back in the day. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I keep returning to it, like looking forward to go through matches and like do like create the most hype match of all time, making sure that I'm hitting my taunts, making sure that I'm like jumping from okay. the turnbuckle. So here's the, I want to jump in. Things. I want to jump in because WWE uh-huh. 2K uh, 22 is at the top of my, what you've been playing. Uh, obviously Ghostwire, which we'll talk, I'll give you an, an elevator pitch on here in a second, but that's what I've been playing the most. And so, yeah, I want to know what are you, what are you doing when you turn it on? Because that has been, for me, I think, you know, we put up, I, or I, I did the review and we all talked about it on the Gamescast. But, what, a week later, maybe more? I'm very loose on time at the moment. Uh, I'm shocked, truly, by the fact that I turn it on, I'm drawn, I feel there's something different every time. Where you're watching right now, I did what I wanted to do and did a sim match with no none of a no commentary, no cams, just all the kind of funny characters in a ladder match I did on Friday afternoon. I just put, put up and let it play. But, like I turned it on and in the beginning I was, you know, going into creation. I was doing all the creating stuff, making some of the kind of funny people before all of party showed up and outclassed me in every way and made amazing people. Uh, then it was like, all right, cool. I'm doing the, my career thing. And then it was like, well, now I want to actually play as my character that I've made here that you see in the game. So I, I'll roll one in universe. And then I was like, well, I just downloaded this really awesome Taz from ECW. I want to put that in the universe. Well, now I actually want to put the belt, the ECW belt on him. So I want to take him in Sabu and do a match. Well, now I'm doing Ray's thing the showcase now i'm really like all of a sudden i'm obsessed with my faction like what are you playing inside wwe i'm mainly just doing my faction like i i think the thing for me is i I really like the creation stuff in the game but i still think that the um creation tool runs a little bit too slow for me where you switch back and forth between different options for like hair for clothes or whatever and there's enough of like a, a stutter where like you you switch it and then like two seconds and then boom it pops in and i just can't i like i can't i can't get past it where i feel like i'm in the flow of creating stuff and so i'm hoping that like either through an update or just through uh development that stuff gets quicker and faster because then i'll spend way more time with it no idea if that's what it'll be i do find this in in endearing again for i think the fact that wwe uh, 2k22 is a a return to form if you want i I don't know what they're returning to the one one of if not the best game 2k's uh, put out in the series but Mm -hmm. they put up this uh tweet while we've been live wow what a week Thank you, everyone, for your feedback. We're monitoring telemetry, forums, and Twitter to improve WWE 2K22. Tomorrow, we'll release an update that improves logo use, create, ladder bridges, and general gameplay. Full patch notes mm-hmm. should be up soon. I think it's awesome they're they're put, they're communicating that much and that they're doing yeah. that thing. And I don't know what they say they're improving create, what that actually means. Who knows? But yeah, nice yeah, to see and, touching I, that. and I really hope that is speed like that. I my because I think that is the that is my one issue with create is the speed is like how how slow it is. Like if they fix that, then I think I'm going to go all in on it. Um, But even then, right, like I could see myself with how it is now still even going back once or twice, maybe a month to like make a wrestler or fuck around with making a ring and like, you know, having fun there. But yeah, factions is the thing that keeps calling me just because it has a consistent kind of gameplay loop to it where you are unlocking cards. And yeah, I, I, I. I actually have had more fun with the tag matches than I thought I would oh, because no. 
tag is like inherently broken and it's i feel like it's always been broken in the wwe games even the ones that i forget what year it was i think it might have been 2000 uh maybe like a smackdown versus raw 2008 where they added nine. in like the hot tag and they were like yeah. we're, really, we're really making tag be fun you're like no you did not do yep. that <laughs> yeah the whole gimmick of the game was supposed to be tag teams and tag teams still just didn't function uh uh in a fun way um and so like for those who don't play wwe right like the thing with tags is that when you are uh pinning somebody uh the ai will always bring in the teammate to like break up the tag and the way you kind of get around around it is like either your ai uh teammate will defend you right while you're while you're pinned which or while you're pinning which never happens uh or you knock them off the ring before you get the pin the problem is uh specifically for factions is that there's uh four player factions that you're rocking with and oftentimes you'll do 4v4 tag matches which means that when you go for a pin it's pandemonium of everybody jumping in the ring and always somebody's going to break up the tag and it's so difficult to take out three people like it's so difficult to execute your finisher and then try and take three other uh wrestlers off of the 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 ropes so that you can then get the pin by that point the other person's already stood back up and so the tag matches are so fucking long but also like when i do them i do like the fact that it's, it's this, like, 30-minute, at least, investment into this match. And then uh, also, like, there's this, like, this heavy, like, tension of me being like, dude, am I even going to take this one away? Because, like, everybody is red, right? Everybody has red health. <laughs> and, like, it can go either way. And so, like, I do like the tension that's there, and I have fun with it for that. But the thing that I like the most about factions is just that, like, each, ma- each match is kind of different in terms of progression, whether you're doing the... They have like multiple different ladders you can go up um, or go through, right? And so they have the weekly ladders, which are just like, here's a bunch of NXT matches, here are a bunch of Raw matches, here's a bunch of women's wrestling matches. Like they kind of categorize it that way. You can just go through them. Um, but then they have the, I think it's called the Proving Grounds, which is like yeah. a full list of different matches you can do. Like I've gone through the first one and like you're basically doing different, um, uh, like you're like doing different objectives to get points so that you can then finish the match um, and move on. And so it is like a, hey, taunt to the crowd, taunt to the opponent, like, you know, get this specific type of hit like five times. And I just find enjoyment in that because I feel like I'm like building a match. I feel like I'm like performing almost. Um, I, yeah, I, I think, yeah. you know, showcase for me, which I I love for what it is, for sure. Like the, hey, here's a classic Rey Mysterio versus Shawn Michaels match. And like, you know, the way it goes between you playing and then into the footage, it it requires you to do incredibly specific stuff, right? And some of it is kind of like, oh man, fuck. All right, get him outside and jump and do this. And that. that's, that's okay. It'll take me a few tries and maybe I'll fuck up and maybe I'll end up losing the match because of it, blah, blah, blah. What I like about the my faction so much is that number one, you have the deck of cards that is like your FIFA Ultimate Team, right? So you can sub in the cards whenever you want. So you can. I'm playing more wrestlers than ever before. Where I think in in previous mm-hmm. games I would have been my main creative character and then a few different ones. Whereas this one, I'm like, man, I've been using Undertaker, but I want to sub in Scott Hall, so I go and grab his card and toss it down, kind of thing. And then it is the idea that the match, the match varieties changes you go to. So it is like you know, regular old match, and then it was an Iron Man match, and then it's a Falls Count Anywhere match. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome because you're challenging me to do that, and then that's also dictating who I want to bring in from my cards, right? I want to have more of a a hardcore guy if I'm going to do Falls Count Anywhere. Like, because my team right now is uh, Kofi Kingston, um, uh, Xavier Woods, Undertaker, like, from 95, and then Rey Mysterio Jr. And so if there's ever, like, a tag team, I'm going Kofi and Xavier Woods, right? And then, like, depending on what the match is, right, I might choose any sort of mixture of them. And I I love it, because usually I I, I would pick a main in any other fighting game, or even in WWE, where it's like, cool, I'm John Cena, and that's or I'm Randy Orton and I'm not 
flowing between them but like this game i think gives a good incentive or this mode gives a good incentive to go all right no actually no i'm gonna do undertaker this round or i'm gonna do Rey mysterio because like these are all wrestlers that i love and so like being able to bounce between them is is, is really fun yeah 100 percent. i like that and then like you're saying like the the points in there like yeah you, you know there's the ones that actually have you have to do everything but then you can pick and choose what you actually want to do and they're usually super simple right of like hit your special uh hit your signature uh you know taunt this way taunt that way but then like on top of that just the overall like lifetime objectives so like oh man i should do more kick damage I, i'm working on people's head and like you don't have to seek the stuff out it just pops on its own to give you the yeah. points to earn the more cards and shit like I'm surprised by how much I enjoy that and how much, yeah, that is drawing me back. And there's daily login bonuses. And of course, there's the scummy side of all that kind of shit too. You can buy yep. virtual currency and you can, you know, blah, blah. But like, I have not felt the need to. And I think today I'll, earn, I'll it, well, my next match will earn me enough to buy a new pack of cards. And I'm about to, fit, when I finish the current Proving Grounds ladder I'm on, I'll unlock a new pack of cards too. Like, there's a bunch of different ways, obviously, so they could there, go for it. There's in-game ways to do it other than just... But I'm enjoying it yeah. without spending and, a dime like, on it so far. And funny enough, it's almost like, you know, because I, I think the game is good. I think the game could use so much improvement in many, in many places. But, like, that mode specifically, even though it's supposed to emulate an Ultimate Team style, you're, get, you're earning cards that are the wrestlers kind of thing. Yeah. It... It feels like it wants to be ultimate team and it wants to be scummy, but I don't feel like it's developed enough to be scummy. Like it, like at no point am I like gonna spend money to buy cars. Like I don't have that level of, of like addiction and investment into it. Have you had to re up contracts at all yet? No. So is that's that a thing? The, it is a thing. So oh, when no. you're every time we burn a card, well, I mean you can do it with in game currency. It's not like it's outrageous, mm -hmm. but every time you're like I'm, I've been using Undertaker and I forget how many. I think you may come with like twelve contracts. And so the, every time you complete a match with them, one of those contracts goes away. And so there is a thing of okay. you can you can buy m contracts, but I think and I'm I haven't done it yet because I haven't gotten there. I believe it said when you buy contracts, it buys for your entire like your four people. So you buy like I'll say six, and I think six get applied to it. I could be wrong on that because I haven't done it. It on the one hand seems like oh that sucks, but on the other hand, I don't think you lose the card, and I do think it encourages you to sh shift your deck around and try new characters or if you want to spend the currency on that and if you were doing that would it matter because you weren't spending the currency on new cards i'm fuzzy on it hopefully next week i'll have gotten deep enough into it but this is very much like i was talking about how crazy life's been around here lately of like last night i start like my iron man match and the may young classic with becky lynch or whatever mm -hmm. and like jen's like i'm going to bed you should come too and i'm like all right, but I, can you give me 15 minutes? She's like, I will be sleeping 15 minutes. I'm like, all right, honey, system off. Let's go. Like, I will not disrupt you. We are all struggling here. Let's get in there. Yeah, yeah and it's good enough, too, where, like, I just hop in for a match a day, basically. And, like, it's that fun because you mentioned the daily logins. Like, I go in because I know I get the daily login, even though I don't care that much about the things. But, totally, yeah. You know, I do it anyway, and it is, like, just a reason to go in, do a match, and then bounce out, and I'm just slowly making my way through it, and it's a good time. Um, but speaking of a good time, I'm also playing Final Fantasy Origins, Stranger of Paradise, and right. I'm having such a good time with it um it is it is exactly like what you see is what you get just in terms of you know the writing seems so simple and seems so like kind of um cheesy in the way that all these guys want to do all your main character and the buds that you make along the way all they want to do is kill chaos that's all they say every single cutscene is like are you chaos and the boss is always like no and he's like we're gonna kill you anyway right like all the same yeah you all die all the same like all these guys are obsessed with is killing chaos and like the any semblance of a deeper story is just not there and the more i play it the more i'm fine with it i'm just like you know what i don't really care about the story i'm just here to go through the levels and it is such a ps3 style like 
I'm coming into this world. I am playing through these very linear levels with fidelity that is not great, right? Like for PS5, I feel like if I was playing like a PS4 game, I'd be like, all right, this is yeah, fine. People were even comparing it to Seven Remake and even comparing it to that, which came out before Next Gen. We're not saying it looked great compared to that. Oh yeah, no, definitely, dude. This is nowhere on the level Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Yeah, like on any level, um, this game does not look great i think the arts the art design for like some of the enemies and monsters is like fine to good um but just in terms of fidelity and in terms of like especially if you're coming off of elden ring <laughs> this game looks like booty in a lot of places but i do think coming off of elden ring the thing that i like about this game is that it's kind of the anti elden ring where it is the same in so many instances just in the fact that it is a fantasy um action rpg where you're fighting dragons and you have builds and your builds can be samurai or magic or like you know swordsman like it has like a lot of those same kind of parallels to something like to actually elden ring specifically um but it then in execution veers the exact opposite way any moment it can and so like it is one linear right but then also it, there's so much ease of use and so much just like auto optimization in um if you hold this if you hold the uh, touchpad button when you're in the menus to equip your gear it'll just auto equip whatever whatever is the highest and you can also have two builds that you switch back and forth uh forth with like you're switching a gun in a shooting game where you know you can have your swordsman build and then in combat if you press triangle you can just switch to your magic build with like different gear uh, 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 a different weapon all that stuff and it's super easy and it's super quick it is fast uh way, way way faster than i was expecting for the game to be like it's not devil may cry by any means but it's not it's definitely not like <laughs> soulsy um in its combat it hits like a good medium of you know you're going quick you're doing those like time dodges in the way that you would do, do in a souls game but it doesn't have that level of methodical like you really got to think real hard about this kind of combat what it does have is really satisfying combos and a dope ass combo system when it is like a r1 is regular attack r2 is your special and if you go in the menus you can actually get pretty deep in terms of equipping certain combos in certain ways like you can customize your combos in this game which is something that's kind of novel to it and something that i i really like and have a lot of fun with as somebody who I fucking love combat systems. I fucking love getting getting in there and and you know having a specific unique like this is what my R one R one R two move is. Sure, sure, sure. You can do that in this game, and huh. I think it's actually pretty awesome. And as you go, you like unlock your skill trees, and skill trees will give you new moves to put into your combos. Um, really cool, really fun. The uh, skill trees also are interesting because like there's a different skill tree for every single class in the game. And as you go, you continually unlock, unlock classes at a very rapid pace. Um, you know, right now, if I go over to my skill tree, I have probably like 10 to 15 different classes that I have available to me, all with different skill trees. And so it is the monk. It is the the, the pugilist. It is like swordsman, swords fighter, which is different from swordsman. Um, you know, you can have like the uh, mage, red mage, black mage, white mage. Like nice. they have a bunch of different classes and all of them function fairly differently and have their own gimmick to them and the satisfying thing for me with the gameplay loop is that they really um encourage you to want to go through each class and make it to the end of the skill tree heard, because once you I, make... I heard some people call him a jack of all trades is that true he, in the game that is amazing and i'm mad i didn't think about it myself he okay. is a jack of all trades yeah. um because he does like once you go once you get to the end of a skill tree usually at the end of any given skill tree is unlocking a new skill tree and so when you get to the <laughs> when you get to the end wow, of mage, my reward for finishing this skill tree oh, is another man. skill tree, skill tree like, to go uh, down what's the game that came out earlier this year um that all of us didn't like, but Janet really liked. Um, oh, nobody saves nobody the world. Nobody saves the world. Honestly, yes, wow. it actually it actually is, but in a way because like 
the my problem with nobody saves the world was that like it was too achievementy in the way that they wanted you to play in a weird way final fantasy doesn't want you to play in a weird way they just want you to play they just want you to play the different classes right and so like you are earning um skill or experience to upgrade your classes to then get skill points to put in your skill trees and it happens very fast but it is a thing of you know i'll be playing as a mage at the end of my mage skill tree is black mage red mage white mage which are different classes of of, of mage uh and to like unlock red mage i have to have my mage skill tree all the way upgraded and then like one other class skill tree all the way upgraded and it is just like this feast of upgrade trees and like trying to figure out like okay what's the next thing i want to unlock because this is going to make me slightly more powerful i think it's like a really great system that i hope they use in future games because like i think they they really have combat figured out in this one and this is it's been the thing that has blown me away the most is how well developed it is and how fun it is in execution um and i think it's the shining star in this game it's like honestly one of the only things in this game that i can be like no this is good like this is very solid so do you recommend this game to just everybody or just people with a very specific expectation I recommend it to people who are into Final Fantasy and people who, like, if you watch the trailer and you're like, this looks like my shit, then 1,000% I'd recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. I don't know if Greg Miller's going to like this game. I don't know I if, like... I don't think I would, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I think Tim Gettys might like this game, honestly. Like, I think there are certain classes of Chappy people cool. that... Chat be cool. Chat be cool. Chappy cool. Don't, don't tell Chappy them to play cool. Don't, ruin don't remember, this remember, remember this, everybody? Don't yeah. ruin this for me, chat. Chat be cool. Um, That's from Gamescast, right? Really? Yeah, Gamescast. Yeah, that was Gamescast. <laughs> but also, blessing with, like... I'm kind of into Final Fantasy. Like I, I, I like Final Fantasy VII, the original one. Um, I like a little bit of fifteen and stuff like that. I like the dumbness that I've seen from this game story wise. So if I find that funny, and then with the combat being a little more um, or, or from the the de- developers of like Neo and stuff, yeah, should I play this game? honestly i'd say yeah like i'd say give it a shot you know i don't think it's a surefire that you're gonna fall in love with it but i do think there's a very good shot that you play it and the dumbness of the story maintains throughout you are not gonna get invested like in like a deep way to the story you will be like you will have many cutscenes where you're like what the fuck man (laughs) like why is he riding i heard i heard like very early on they play my way um, uh, from biscuit? Uh, no, yeah. the um, the the classic. Uh, one oh, Frank Sinatra. Yeah, the F- Frank Sinatra. Mm. And right when he g- gets to the chorus of like, uh, or he's about to sing like, "Did it my way." It cuts, and it gets goes to a different scene, <laughs> and it like cuts it's... in the middle of that song at like the most iconic moment. You're selling me on the game now. <laughs> I, I know, and it's, it's that so level ridiculous. Absurdity that they're like. I feel like they leaned into not on purpose that I just like I, w- I want to experience it, you know. Or it's yeah, like, it's funny because like, like I can't tell. I honestly yeah. can't tell if it's on purpose or not anymore. Like I'm just I'm just in it for I the ride. Like there, there was a lot of like <laughs> unintentional leaning into the dumbness with Final Fantasy VII remake that I I didn't love because it felt like a weird in between. The fact that this feels like it leans in so much more of just like yeah, we're we're just a bunch of himbos and we got our orbs and we're gonna ponder over them and we're gonna go kill chaos. I'm like fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah, it's. It's ridiculous. And, like, you know, to that point, right, there's a point early on in the game where you finish the first level, you meet a new character, and the character's talking to you about <laughs> chaos. Because uh, your character, Jack is like, yo, like, I'm trying to kill chaos, bro. And, like, uh, Neon is like, um, chaos. I forget exactly what she says, but she's like, chaos is a myth or whatever. Like, chaos doesn't exist. And then, chaos like, Jack, Jack looks at her and is like, bullshit and then like plays an ipod and then limp biscuit starts playing and then he walks out and Fuck then yeah. two seconds later it's him walking out and then the limp, limp biscuit fades out they only got three seconds of limp biscuit in this fucking game it is ridiculous I just go search cutscenes out in this game that's what i gotta do honestly yeah just watch the cutscenes because it's really it's it's wild that like 
this was the direction they went with the story and like maybe it is a thing of hey we just need we just want a fun game to play we just need a game that like has fun combat and fun levels because they yeah. achieved that and like maybe okay. the story was very secondary um but yeah like i can stand by the combat in this game really fun and i i i think it's a i think it's a good time i'm pretty impressed by it and also like the one more thing i'll say about it is that like Talking to my roommate Michael Hyam about this game, which he, he says it's his game of the year. Oh my god! <laughs> but Hyam, of course. Michael, Michael Hyam is also like he's a man of unique tastes, and like he's also has amazing tastes. But like you know, he said that and I was like, all right, I guess like I'll I'll jump into it. And the more I play it, the more I'm like, all right, I kind of see what Michael what Michael sees because Michael's a huge Final Fantasy fan. Yeah. And the thing about this game that I think is cool is that it seems like each level is a reference to a different Final Fantasy game. So I think there's probably like 15 levels, and I think oh, each of them are like you know a unique thing or a unique reference and i'm like dude that's pretty cool like if you're a final fantasy fan i think there's a lot to enjoy here all right well ladies and gentlemen there's a lot to enjoy on youtube.com slash kind of funny games just like this show but also the kind of funny games cast remember the ghostwire tokyo review is up right now where i talk for a long time about what i thought about it and why i think it's just an okay game it's just an okay game you can go check out over there that's what i've been playing uh However, I want Blessing to play a little game with me. Remember, this has been P.S. I Love You XOXO. Uh, you can write in on patreon.com slash games to be part of the show to get the show ad-free and get the post show where Blessing is about to play You Don't Know Janet, America's favorite quiz show where I see how much Blessing Adeoye Jr. knows about his P.S. I Love You co-host, Janet Garcia. That's up on patreon.com slash games. Of course, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can support us by going to youtube.com slash games. Like, subscribe, sh- share all the videos. You can, of course, go to the Epic Game Store. Use the creator code KINDAFUNNY on your PlayStation. You can use it in all the Epic Games that are using the Game Store as well. Uh, if you got no bucks to toss our way, uh, podcast services, uh, twitch.tv, you know all the jazz. But for now, Blessing, before we get there, how confident are you? You have five questions, a few or multiple choice. How many are you going to get out of five? I'm getting five. I think I know Janet. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.